Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It is the Migs Cast. My name is Steve Migs. I'm here with my buddy, the mighty Reverend Enfuego. Hello. And ladies and gentlemen, dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. I like to say it's a big grand announcement, but we already let the cat out of the bag. I got too excited last week. I know you just like you just posted it's like we're gonna save this, and you're like, not nah, screw no, it, f it. I don't like holding things back. Ladies and gentlemen, the newest member of the Migs Cast. You know him from Window Pane, the Mighty. Oh, you're the Mighty, so yeah. I got to think of something. The throbbing, <laughs> the glorious, the glorious Glenn Cannon. Good morning, howdy, everybody. I always, you know, it's funny. We all have names for radio and things like that. And your name, Glenn Cannon, is so is awesome. Like, it's an adult film name, I think, man. Oh, you know? And a rock star but, yeah. name. It's a great name. For, I mean, you bring in the So thunder. far, just adult film, but... Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not making any money in that industry either. <laughs> So, I mean, really, I think anyone who's listened to our podcast, who's heard you on the, on the podcast before, understands why this makes all the sense in the world. But for, for, I guess, just to give people an idea of why, like, you know, obviously things changed, and then we had to figure out what the hell we're going to do. And in usual mixed cast form, we had no idea what the hell we were going to do. And I'm no. like, you know what? It's going to be Rev and I, and we'll just kind of figure it out as we go along. When, when that moment hits us, that moment hits us. And it was, you know, you and I have been friends forever. We've talked multiple times in the past about it would be fun if you and I did a oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, we kicked it around even doing a, a pri- like privately. You're like, hey man, I'm set up on my pad. Yeah. If we can find the time, let's do this. And I was like, oh, that'd be fantastic. Of course, the reality of life is, you know, that 36-hour day. We all need totally that 36-hour nice. day. They need to whip that up quick because uh, this 24 just ain't cutting it. And like a super you know? fast trip to Puyallup would be yeah, perfect. Right, yeah, right, right. On my, you know, glider. Yes. <laughs> the gyra captain from Mad Max. You and know? I believe I've nice. seen pictures of your, of your vehicle. It's very, it's, 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 it's great with gas mileage. Like it's 15 yards to the gallon. Oh, yeah, man. What kind of car do you low. have again? It's a 66 Le Mans. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. That'll, it from, looks like a GTO, but it's a poor man's GTO. You, the I great guess. American gas guzzler. Oh, that's right. It's 18 <laughs> feet long, man. And I love oh, it. I, I park boat. in those the, the spots that are indicated compact. I'll park there. You're a nice. bastard. Because you know what? In 66, <laughs> that was a compact, brother. Oh, it, sounds <laughs> like you, it sounds like you would just be perfect in Tacoma. Like, I went to the Winco in Tacoma, and every compact spot was filled by, I swear to God, it was a truck. Like, it was an F-150. Every single one of them. Dude, it's like Trader Joe's. <laughs> All the parking spots at Trader Joe's are, like, meant for motorcycles. Oh it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like well, it's a Prius. Those are Prius spots, man. I think you your know? car is the middle finger to the Prius. Oh, it Honestly, is. it really <laughs> is. <laughs> like, it's awesome. You know, real quick before we'll talk more about Glenn being a part of the podcast as it goes along. But let's just jump right in it. You mentioned parking. I ah oh, man, you know me. I love a good confrontation, right? Yeah, you do. I'm typically a guy that prides myself on not being passive aggressive. I did something borderline passive aggressive, if not full on passive aggressive. I finally hit a breaking point. I didn't leave a note. Okay. 
He made stool on the hood of someone's car. I'm not that bad. I would really want to. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and didn't get caught. That was the best part. <laughs> that would be glorious. Hey, son, what you doing there? Nothing. <laughs> just polishing out this turd. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. Don't look at me. So I park <laughs> in the parking garage across from us, right? Mm-hmm. And I park right next to this van pool parking spot. And for the last week, the van that parks in that van pool parking spot, I think that they go into it parking it blindfold. I am positive. They are on like a weird angle every time to the point where I have to like suck in my gut just to get to open my door. Are they up against a pillar? No. Oh, so it's an open space. There's no concrete pillar to to negotiate around or anything like that. No, it's like spot, 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 spot. And and most of them are all van pool parking spots. And then the first non-van pool parking spot is the one I park in. It's just right across from the elevator. I'm lazy. I want to be able to get right to the elevator. And you've been doing it for a while. It's your spot. Not anymore, man. (laughs) You give up? I I did. I threw in a towel today. I went too over. Chim, the van driver. There's just no. (laughs) Well, dude, so I finally hit the breaking point yesterday. And I was like. I almost wrote a note, and I'm like, no, leaving a note is just kind of stupid. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's So what do I do? <laughs> I take his mirrors, and I fold them in, both of them. Wow. But see, I'm the kind of guy, I, I was kind of mad. Like, oh, that's nice. No one wanted to snag my mirror. How right? thoughtful. Yeah, exactly. You know? I could be totally taken as, I'm going to be nice on this. I thought that. That's why I went and went to the passenger side and put that one inside, too. Jeez. And he fingerprinted the hell out of him, too. Right? I totally did. Oh, man. Now, you, now you're, the DNA evidence is going to be right there. I'm sure there's surveillance footage. Oh, dude. You, I, I can share, a, I'll, I'll keep it brief, but a fairly vicious yet benign car thing I did as a teenager. Okay. I was with a good friend of mine who was furious with the girl he was dating and he saw her car parked and he wanted to let the air out of her tires. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I went, hey, man, don't, you know, I get it, but don't do that. You know, he's like, no, blah, blah, blah. brother, don't, you don't want to do that. And oh, well, I'm going to, I'm like, dude, I tell you what, look, look, look. And I'm like, I, I can kind of help him and kind of help her. And I'm like, dude, here's, here's just stay in your car. Do you trust me? Well, yeah, okay, then just trust me to, to deal with the situation appropriately. Oh, this is All right, be brother. Good. <laughs> so what I did? In her mirrors, was, oh, did you're you? gonna lo- no, no. Well, there could be a mirror joke, but what I did was, I took off my shoes so as not to damage her hood, and I spider crawled, you know, back down. So I'm chest up, back down, kind of spider crawled, upper hood. Mm-hmm. To the windshield, and then I pulled my pants and underwear down, and I depressed my butt <laughs> against the windshield, <laughs> and then I shoved down on on my my unit and testicles. Oh yeah, you teabag uh, the car. Yeah, and then you press that down real slowly. You want to do that real slowly because yeah, what happens is the oil from your skin. Yeah, you oh, get the mark. Jesus. You leave a mark. It leaves a mark, and it's a smudge. And then I crawled down. Pulled up my pants and we split. So what happens? You already split when you were doing it. But the magic of this is, as she was driving home that night, every car that passed her, every streetlight she went under, this bull moon would illuminate in front Mm -hmm. of her, and she could wash that right off. There was no air let out. So I was really satisfied. I've never done it again. And now all these people like, I'm going to do that tomorrow. But I'm I'm looking for your car. But you know, it was really (laughs) like because you got to imagine the first time a car passed her, she kind of went, "What was?" Right. Then the next time a car passed, like. That can't be. And then the next time a yeah, car passes, like, time. oh no. <laughs> you know, yeah. That, that is amazing. I shouldn't have shared that with the world. No, that's a no. great way to, like, I mean, you're not doing any property damage. You're no. able to make sure and be safe on that. You're not ruining their vehicle. You're not letting the air out and screwing yeah, up their tires. Stranding or any of that her. Stuff. Yeah, I didn't want, you know. You're just confusing the living F out of them. And then, of course, I explained to my buddy, and he howled with laughter. And that everyone got, you know, if he was that upset, I kind of did her a favor. She'll, she, she doesn't. 
This all this all this came to bear later because you know later on they they became romantically involved again. And, oh, and no. he told him was like you're not going to believe what Cannon did, and I'm like oh. Oh, so he dined you out. Yeah, oh, do that. Love, love. What was her reaction? She was very, very uh, displeased. Did, uh, did you get to see her again after that? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Oh man. And you know what's. I did not say, hey, listen, the other side of that story is blank. I just said, I'm sorry. So even though your buddy sold you out completely, you didn't reciprocate. I protected his honor. And that's why Glenn's a member of the MIGS cast. (laughs) So protect our honor. He's got the bro code there. Even if we dime him out for putting his balls on somebody's windshield. (laughs) Oh, we would never do that. (laughs) No, we wouldn't. We just talk about it on the podcast everyone hears. All over the place now, this is going to start to appear on windshields, and everyone's going to be like, Cannon! Like, man, I wasn't even in Tacoma last night, man. Come on. Hashtag Cannon. You've been tea cannoned. I can just see all of our oh, fine listeners. That's a great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hashtag tea cannon. My, if my mother's listening, she's crying right now. She's like, "What did I raise?" Hey, mom, no property damage. And that's you know, honestly, that's what I thought when I did something as stupid as that. I was like. I could just do the one, like you said, and, yeah. and then it would feel like, oh, he's doing something nice. Maybe he didn't want to screw up my mirror, so this guy moved it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do the passenger one, too. And it felt amazing until I got in my car, and I'm like, that was kind of a dick move. Oh, well, well. no, I mean, you were, you were frustrated. Passive. You needed to express yourself. Right. And he's going to get in the van and go, oh, man, and have to get out and flip him out. So <laughs> right. it's effective, you know. It wastes, it's a slight inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wastes 30 seconds of his time. But he's going to remember it because he has right. to get his ass out there and do it. Well, I just figured that was better than any note that I was going to leave. Oh, I hate the notes. Well, yeah. no, tomorrow you leave the note that says, I did your mirrors, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Like, oh. Pray I do not do more. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I did something else. <laughs> and then just nothing. Don't do, I didn't do anything. anything. Right. He's got night sweats for the next week. <laughs> what did you do to the van, man? It's like looking around for a dead fish in the car Is or something. Is fluid I smell? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's out to get Panic. me. <laughs> Uh, before we get into anything, I have to call the Rev out. Uh-oh. Um, Rev, I went to the bathroom before we started okay. this podcast. Okay. Right? I said no, what's going on? I yet. saw you. You showed up in the elevator. I'm like, Glenn, hold on one second. I just got to go run to the bathroom. I go run into the bathroom, doing my thing, just hitting up the urinal, quick in and out kind of a thing, washing my hands. As I'm washing my hands, all of a sudden, the Rev walks out of the stall. He does not see me. And I'll have to post the video somewhere. Maybe I'll put it on the mix. Post the page. video? Yeah. So he does not see yeah. me and he's just glued to his phone. Like his phone is right to his face. And and then I start, I, I figured, oh, this son of a bitch is playing the Pokemon Go game. Oh, yeah. Right. You got to explain what this is to me, man. We will. Because I'm a Betamax kind of guy. I have no idea what's happening, man. You know, I still haven't wrapped my head around the fact that I can call someone from my car. So this Pokemon (laughs) Go thing is like a whole new... Rev, you could probably explain it better than anybody. Or the fact that your friend's videotaping you in the restroom, and this is acceptable and not weird. Right. Uh, Oh, no, 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 no. It's totally weird, by the way. I felt weird. Okay, here's the audio of me (laughs) filming the Rev. He has no idea I'm even in the the bathroom. At no point did I say, hi, Rev. And I'm not even in the stall at this point. I'm out in the open area of the bathroom. Like, there's the picture of he's staring at the wall. <laughs> right? That's the picture of him. It looks like it looks so Blair Witch right now. And that, oh it does. Just standing there's in a little corner. palm prints all over the bathroom in there. Man. It's Blair Witch Pogo Project. <laughs> Alright, so here's the audio. What are you doing, baby? I'm trying to get this gold back, and it keeps breaking out <laughs> in the bathroom. Well, yeah. God, son of a... I was sitting on the toilet for like 10 minutes. I didn't get hemorrhoids, so I had to get up. <laughs> I'm trying to catch it. It's a good one. And it's just hanging out in our bathroom. Ah, this is yeah, way too ambiguous. 
I know, right? I mean, like, you don't know what's out. going on. <laughs> so good luck to you, Rev. Oh, I'm getting mad. Clearly. You're trying to get something. You're trying to get hemorrhoids. My blood pressure goes up enough I when I have to have a sit down, man. And now you've got this thing uh, going. And on. I don't even think I caught him. I'm gonna see if I can uh, find out whether or not. No, I caught we're not him playing not. Pokemon Go during well, at the least ex- Explain what Pokemon Go is. Yes, Rev, uh, please. I, damn it, I didn't even get him. Uh, so what it is is back in the '90s there was Pokemon, which right. was the the cartoon in the game, and you would go around and in the game you could go collect Pokemon. Well, and this is just these little tiny, what they call, they're pocket monsters. Pokemon is short for pocket monsters. Pocket monsters. Yeah. This isn't sexual. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, even though some of the names could be. I mean, I do have a Squirtle. A, a pardon? A what? Uh, a Squirtle. That a happens squirtle. to me a lot when I drink too much. I know. Yeah. Um, the older I get, the more I Squirtle. <laughs> and so now now the game- Squirtle too fast. Pisses my wife off because we sleep naked and I like to cuddle. Gross. Ugh. Okay, anyway. Too far? So, we were poking. Men, go ahead. No, Pokemon. Sorry, yeah. Yertle the Squirtle. So now they've re-released this game, but what they've done is now instead of playing in this fictional world uh, uh, where the Pokemon are, the Pokemon are essentially out in the world, and as you walk around with your phone, you can find them, and you take your little Pokeballs and you throw them at them, and you can capture them, and then from there. It's kind of a capture the flag sort of thing because there's locations where you can take your Pokemon and fight other Pokemon. God, that sounds so stupid. So basically, it takes. It's, no, it's like a very mature. If I were looking at Google Maps, for example, there would be all these. Yes, exactly. Goals essentially that uh-huh. I can go obtain. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's basically based off of an older game um, that was okay popular, but now that you've attached Pokemon to it, it's blown up worldwide. And this is a whole worldwide thing. So everyone's running around with their phones yep. trying to. I went to. Uh, we went out to drink on it's Sunday night. It's nice to night. see people aren't on and their no phones one's, just No one's been like run down in traffic yet or inadvertently walked off the edge of a bridge trying to get there, to a, there have been, a regularly placed Pokemon. There kinda. have been reports. Uh, one one girl did find a dead body. Yeah. Fantastic. But it had nothing now to do with Pokemon. that's a game I want to be involved yeah. in. It wasn't involved <laughs> with Pokemon. It was just like some dude drowned in like a little creek or something. Was he trying to obtain a Pokemon when he drowned? They don't know. I guess the body had been there for a while. Oh, unfortunate. So it's just like, hey, you want to go see a body? Was there any cash on the body? I don't even think so on Bomber. that one. So no spiff, just swelling. <laughs> and uh, a slight squirtle. And a squirtle. Bit <laughs> yeah. of a squirtle when they pulled him out. And so, yeah. So I've just been doing this, and you can just catch Pokemon around here. Like, our location is a good place for Now it for sounds that. like a venereal disease. You know what's it funny? He is. says it's, uh, this location's a good place, because I showed the video to one of our guys, Uncle Chris, that works on our show, and I'm like, dude, check this out. I busted the rev. And he didn't even think that was funny or weird. He was just like, oh, yeah, the bathroom has a lot of uh, opportunities. Gregor from downstairs so said crazy. the exact same thing as I was going in there to poop. And then as I'm sitting there checking out the map, it yeah, our bathroom, popped up. For those that play. So they're not spread out over six blocks or two miles. They're literally clustered within locations. There. You can get uh, things that lure them towards a location. And that's what somebody set up right now. Like, you can do that, and it'll last for like 30 minutes. But they are generally just spread out everywhere. And you don't know where they are. Uh, you just kind of have to walk around and sometimes they'll pop up. So it's it, it's so you, you always have to have this app open on your phone then and your phone will hit you like hey dude. Yeah, yeah, if you're walking to a location say you want to go to one stop to get some things because you have to go to a stop like a location like a lot of art or places of congregation like a church or uh, like an office building like strip this. clubs. Bar. Strip clubs will have it. Bars do have Confessional. them as well. Confessional. Yes. And you can get Forgive me, father. I just squirtled. <laughs> 
Uh, tell me, what was your sin, son? Oh, no, no, no. I'm in here for a Pokemon, dude. I'm, I'm splitting right now. Yeah, we're cool, man. I'm I not mean, even into this. If you want, I'll, t- I'll say an all <laughs> <laughs> our father. Just don't ask me to do a, any kind of Hail Marys or anything like Bloody that. Bloody Marys. No kidding. I went to a Bloody bar Marys. on Sunday that had one close by. There was about 15 to 20 people at this location within the time that we were there coming and going. Everyone but one dude was just looking at their phone, and that one dude was sitting in the middle of the bar. He had no idea what was going on, and he had he was so confused as to why yeah, I'd be that guy. And, but there was like it's it was like I'm the eight track cassette guy looking around some, like hey what what <laughs> there were some young dudes that were doing it at the bar. There were some old like like fifty year old woman and like her I, two guys. I don't know what they're into, but it was two dudes. They're into chick. squirting, of course. I mean squirtle. Yeah, I'm picturing the one guy Oops. talking to the one attractive girl. While while every other guy in the bar is staring at their phone. You no, know, that, like, no, the attractive girl's also playing. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. The drummer. So how about the, how about this? <laughs> Rev does oh, a video. That's what Chloroform's for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and how the Rev does a video with a few people on the show, and they're walking the streets, and they just post up, and one of them is right next to this really, really hot blonde girl. And she is also playing the game, too, wow. as they're walking. It's, it's You know, at the end of the day, I do have to say this. I don't want to get too crazy about this Pokemon stuff because guys are starting to lose me. I'm right there. <laughs> and in lieu of all the crap that has been going on in the last, I mean, year, years. Is year, a good distraction? Yeah. I think it's. I think that's why po- this Pokemon Go is blown up. As a, it's uh, you know, it's a, a nostalgic thing for people who love Pokemon. But it I sounds really, fun, actually. It's pretty neat to go out and just meet random people, right? And I think at the end of the day, you got everyone's dealing with so much drama in their life and so much negativity because of the the stuff that's happening in our world. I get why people are going crazy over this. It's fun. It gets your mind off of just the stupidity that we're all dealing with, and you can bond with. Anybody, if you're just walking down the street and you see someone buried in their face, you can you can shout out what team you are because there's three different teams. What team are you? I am Team Valor, the red team. Oh. And there's the the blue team, which is Team Mystic, and the yellow team, which is Team Instinct. So you pick those uh, early on. I'm Team Confused as... F- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it works out. I'm Team Too Busy Dealing With Other Crap to add this to my plate. Yeah, right? Like, I'm just trying to walk down the street, and I have a hard time with that, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But yeah, it's a total bonding Thing, and it's really fun to be able just to do that. That's why I can't really completely crap on it. I mean, I don't get Pokemon. Oh, it I, sounds like a lot of fun. Rev man. described it in a way that I could never. I, I understand it way better now, and he he knows way too much I'm, about this game already. I'm super deep into it. That's the one thing about my geekery is that I just go completely in depth into it. I'm reading articles online. I'm finding all the ins and outs of it. And I know I still don't know everything about it. This is like tech heroin. You know, oh, I mean, that's yeah. why I'm like scared of heroin, scared of Pokemon. Dude, you that's know? the reason like, why. Come on, everyone's doing it it's the reason uh, no i've played world of warcraft for 12 years i'm still playing it like there's certain yeah. things that i just get oh, into yeah. i enjoy video games for a half a second i think they're awesome but then no different than with, with pokemon my attention for it leaves rather quickly yeah well, which is why i have I, all these I video games video games have gone yeah but i i don't have the time or when I do have the time i don't have the money to buy you know a dope console or even yeah. a killer pc i'm gonna spend it on Guitar Guitars. stuff. Yeah, yeah, you, know? yeah, you yeah, got your exactly. thing. And, well, yeah, well I, and there, yeah, there it is. You know? And that's like, this is my thing because, I mean, that's kind of why I do a podcast about video games so I can do this stuff and be like, <laughs> hey, I'm doing it for the podcast. This is right. research. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going like, to bed in a minute, hon. Yeah, Babe, right. I have to do it for work. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. That's like me. I'm like, I'm watching a wrestling on television. <laughs> Babe. We might eventually interview a guy about this, so I need to watch Monday Night Raw when it's going on live. Sorry. It's just, I'm the wrestling guy. I need to do it. 
Um, I wanted to go around the room and just see what's going on in everybody's world. I figured I'd start things off. Uh, this weekend, a couple of cool things happened. One, I, I, I tortured Glenn with on Friday night. Uh, at the last minute, I had an extra ticket to go see Alice in Chains. Yep. So I text Glenn and say, hey, man, you want to be my plus one? But Very badly, Yes. But, but he, no. he already made, and that's this is another testament to what kind of a guy Glenn is. Uh, he already committed to playing uh, an acoustic set at a friend's birthday. Which, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You it was also it was a that. benefit too. Uh, she had she had been um, in the hospital for a minute. She got really sick, and as oh. a result of that, I mean, she's fine now, but she had missed a couple weeks' work, and it's like I'm in trouble. So we're gonna I missed my birthday, and we're gonna roll this birthday slash fundraiser into one big thing. And I was like, well, of course I'll come help you out, hon. Damn, yeah. And so and yeah. then Steve has to text him be like, you want to go a to the oh, concert for free, b yeah. go to a dinner for free, and <laughs> and then go to Allison Chain. Hey, and- Cannon, I've got you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and now this is all happening at like six in the evening, like just oh, moments before. Man. So, anyways, I go out. Allison Chains was unbelievable. I mean, they sucked, Glenn. You missed Thanks out on that. nothing. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a terrible show. Cantrell hovered out and shook hands with me, and then hovered back to the stage. It was just one of those moments, brother. I might have had. He gave me that beat up old GNL. I he was going to give it to you, but you know, you weren't there. there I there. feel terrible because I got to do the stage announcement, yeah, you did. and their their, their manager <laughs> says. Here's some backstage, you know, here's some VIP passes for the after show. So you could have. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Glenn. I mean. No, that's incredible. In that's fact, that's he part said, of the course. He said, you need to leave. We don't even, you're not welcome. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. Well, I it sounds like you had an awesome night. No, I, it was a terrible time. <laughs> oh, trust me, man. If the they worst. were giving away free money in my car, I'd be in someone else's car. That's the way my life works. So, all good. I'm totally accepting the situation, man. So, anyway, so I, I, I jump up on, and, you know, right before, our, I, I, whenever I do these stage announcements, I get so sick to my stomach. They're just nerve wracking because you just don't know what you're walking out to. Even though in your head you'd think you know, you don't know until you go out there how the how the crowd's going to react, what kind of a vibe it's going to be. So as I'm walking out there and I'm on side stage and it's like I get that feeling like I got to go to the bathroom and catch some Pokemons, you know, <laughs> it's like that kind of a vibe. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if I could do this. This sucks. And then all of a sudden they're like, OK, it's go time. Go out there and. Say your piece and tell everyone Alice and Change will be on in a couple of minutes. Okay. As I walk out there, it hits me that it doesn't matter who is walking out there. I symbolize that we are one step closer to your favorite band performing. Exactly. So why am I worried about this? So I, I walk out there. The place already erupts before they know. And before I say anything, it was like, and Glenn, you've been on stage a million times. Maybe you could talk about this as well. I've been on stage a few times, and I never experienced... Such uh, an out. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it. It was like a wave of marijuana just hit me in the face. Oh yeah, everyone's like, getting ready for this show. Times have changed. Yeah, yeah man, it's legal here. You know, we don't Kinda. need to run a hazer in the venue anymore. The lights look great. You know what I mean, dude? No fog machine. Clouds of smoke. You know? I never felt like that much. Like I mean, you know, I mean, I've been around weed plenty of times. But I know like, you hung out backstage with Ralphie May for God's sake. I mean, just being around my friends. I mean, you know, True. what I mean, like the. the scent of weed is never really that noticeable for me, and I don't have a very strong sense of smell. But I felt like I had to like almost get a, like a knife and cut the air just to be able to get through it. You know, See, it was that's, that that's thick. That's terrifying because you got to imagine being the musician that maybe doesn't smoke weed. 
That's what I thought. And they do exist. Like, Absolutely. I, I like Jack Daniels, not marijuana. It's just the way I'm wired, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I imagine myself like, okay, I'm screwed. Halfway through this set, I'm not going to remember that, yeah, any of the words. Contact yeah, high. Yeah, man. You're staring and at the lights. Every song's oh, really is... slow. And, con- <laughs> and like, contact high is a thing. Like, it's definitely oh, sure. a thing. It's, oh, yeah. And so you could definitely get that, especially if you're at a concert like that. Where if there's pe- that much smoke in the air, people it's just been, a giant shotgun. Yeah, people have been waiting a little while, and so what are you going to do? You're going to pull it out because for real, y- you just smoke it. And, and when smoke the it opening, smoke it. when the opening band's playing, you know, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're going to add to the smoke machine. That's all. <laughs> we're just trying to help out. So yeah, I'm on the stage. I'm catching this w- this just just wave of marijuana smell and smoke. So of course, the first thing I say, I'm like, wow. It's like a freaking dispensary in here. Place, oh, the room explodes. Yeah, all you have to start. Yeah. and I go, that's cause it's Seattle, and then everyone's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, this crowd's in it. I got them. So I'm like, hey, it's Steve Miggs from 99.9 Kids. I'm like, oh man, that that moment. That's when I had to just stop, and I don't ever do this, but and and I don't know if you've ever done this, where it's just like you feel the love. And instead of just keep going, you just kind of absorb it. Oh, sure. And it's such an... I, and you played the Paramount. Yeah. That, that place packed and... It's pretty cool. It's, yeah. It's a high that if you could bottle that high, I would pay any amount of money to experience oh, again. That's why I'm still playing rock and roll, man. Right. You know? It's unbelievable, yeah. man. The crowd is just giving you this love. And I'm like, anything I say at this moment, they're just in. So... I'm feeling it, and then I just go on this random. I don't. Uh-oh. I don't believe in just doing a stage announcement, like just going, "Hey, I'm Steve, coming up soon." Is this? I feel like you know when you go up there, it's a chance to a represent yourself, represent the station, and also get people really amped up for the band. Like yeah, I sure, had the opportunity man. to do a stage announcement for you guys, and it's like I take very, I take that serious. Like it's like, all right, I want people to know that tonight we are losing all inhibition, and we're going to have fun, yeah. and let's let's show the band. The love that they deserve, because that's why we're here. Let's not fold our arms. Let's not just focus on pounding beers. I mean, pound some beers, of course, but show them the love that they're working so hard to achieve, you know? Yeah. So I'm like, tonight, it's a celebration of the music of Alice in Chains. <laughs> and then I go on this little channel, like, you know, a lot of people were dealing with the crap that's going on in this world, and I don't know if you guys are like me, but music is an escape for this. I'm like having this moment with the crowd. It was weird. No, maybe the sake awesome, that I had right before the show kind of kicked in <laughs> and the weed that was hitting yeah, me. Yeah. And maybe I did some Molly and I just wanted to hug everybody. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone gets a hug. <laughs> so now I'm like, place, like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, yeah, hell yeah. And I'm like, and you know what? Tonight we're going to forget all that crap and we're going to just embrace each other and we're going to show love for this band because it's Alice in Chains and F in Seattle. Rah, have fun tonight. I love you guys. And I'm like, oh, that was awesome. Oh, like, yeah, dude. But I, then in my head, I'm like, did that, you know, I'm such a self-defeatist. I'm like, I, <laughs> I walk off, the place is going nuts, and I'm like, I don't know, was that okay? Was that okay? Did I just go a little too far with this? Was that stupid? You're not alone in that, man. I, I yeah. the, the Alice guys probably walked off stage and went, I don't know, man, was that a good show? I don't know. I, you know, I mean, and I don't know that for sure. Those guys are such vets, but I mean. I got to imagine that at least one member's got dude, that moment of insecurity. Well, I think half the people that do entertainment on any level are loaded with insecurities. You well, know what I helps. mean? It helps in a bit because at that point you want to make sure and you do your best because yep. you don't want to look like an idiot. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, it's crushing if you end up do looking like an idiot. But at the same point, when you when you can go out there and you're like, well, I don't know if I did so good. And someone comes up to you. It's like, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. And that's oh, kind yeah. of what was so going killer. on. After uh, I did that, a lot of people nice. were like, oh, that was unbelievable. That was great. I got I checked my Twitter and Ziggy, he even said, man, that, the only thing that would have made that better is if you dropped the mic as you walked off. Like, he was like, <laughs> he's like that was incredible. Like, he's like, within a couple of minutes, you cursed. You gave a speech about love and 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 showed love for the band. The Alice guys are backstage, like, man, we gotta follow that. <laughs> How are we gonna follow that, man? Oh, I don't of, know. Let's open with wood. Nah. We, what are we gonna do now? <laughs> then other people are like t- tweeting, Snapchatting, saying like, and I'm feeling good. And then I check my phone for text, and and my buddy, of course, it's your buddies that bring you back down to earth. Totally. He writes, nice speech, lol. <laughs> I'm like, ah, <laughs> dick. I just enjoy your envy, brah, LOL. <laughs> you know, man. Do you know how stoned I am right now? That's right. I'm and that so... was free. <laughs> but man, that was awesome. So I'm on top of Rock Mountain. I'm high off of everything. Like this adrenaline is just amazing. Alice in Chains, of course, that's not they do not disappoint. It's funny because I'm like, man, I wish they would have played Junkhead. Like for some reason, like I find something to complain about. But then I'm like, they have so many songs to pick from. Of course. Yeah, and I've yeah, seen yeah. them do Junkhead many times. I don't need to worry about that, but they're Whenever they do Rooster, even though it's a song I've heard a million gazillion times. Well, live is a different energy anyway, man. I every mean, time it's yeah, so good. Yeah. And and props to William Duvall. I just love that guy. I think he just shows so much he he, he respects the song. He's a great singer. And I love the two the two new albums. I are yep. fantastic. I mean, that's what I listen to now cuz I've spent a lifetime with the legacy material. It's funny you say and that so, cuz I'm the same way right now. Those are dude, my two favorite Alice in Chains. I put records. them in and they're killer and I love, you know, I love what those guys are doing now. I think it's fantastic material. I love, you know, what Willie brought to the band. Um you Check know. my brain live. Oh, that was I one of my favorite sick. moments. Yeah, oh. man. I bet it was sick. I, I saw Check those guys at the brain. Moore Theater way back on the D Trip tour. And Willie was Whoa. touring with Jerry on the D Trip tour. Yeah. And when they did the Alice tunes, Willie was stage right playing rhythm and singing harmony behind Jerry, but he would f- sing the Alice tunes from stage right. Oh, wow. And years later, I ended up getting to, to meet Jerry, who's a sweetheart of a guy, and we hung out and actually jammed together. I remember uh, seeing pictures the, yeah, of Yeah, at the Paragon up on Queen Anne. Nice. Well, that was hilarious in that, you know, we're kind of hanging out and chatting, and he was like, well, what are you going to play tonight? And I was like, well, I was going to play a bunch of your stuff, but I can't really do that now, dude. Like, thanks. <laughs> you just took half my set away, you know? And he starts laughing. He had a great sense of humor about it, man. And then later on, he was like, so what all do you know? And I'm like, oh, dude, what do you want to do? You know? And we got up and jammed together, but- What songs yeah. did, do you remember what songs uh, you did with we that, did, Jerry? No no excuses. We did Rooster. We did Brother. And he had just had shoulder surgery at the time. So he wasn't playing guitar on most of the songs I just played. And he just sat there and sang. And you, did you sing as well? Oh, yeah. When we did No Excuses, Ooh, actually, that was hilarious. because I didn't realize it went that he, far. He leaned over and was like, hey, man, how does it start? And literally, I was like, dude, you wrote the effing thing. Are you kidding me? You know? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, well, how are we going to? I'm like, I promise you, if you start it, I'll catch you fast enough that no one will know I'm following you. And then he, you know, he's like, it's all right. Yeah, it's fine. He did the first line of everything out loud to remember. Uh-huh. And then we went into it. And yeah, he was just sitting there smiling, having a great time. It was so Damn. chill. There was like 15 people there. It was perfect. Just what hang- was going on in your head at that moment, man? Honestly, I was just having a great, it didn't hit me that I had just hung out and jammed with Jerry till he split. Yeah. Um, and the moment I was like, man, this is cool. Wow. And then uh, the last song we did together was Brother. And he got a big smile on his face that I knew that one. Uh-huh. And Because um, Jerry mainly sings that when I joined him on all the harmonies. But he, <sighs> my buddy George Grissom, who was <laughs> <God>. in Counterfist, <laughs> yeah. he had played there that awesome. night too. George did a couple tunes with him as well. I think they did uh, Got Me Wrong and something else. 
Imagine um, being at this show. Oh, dude. And we, it's just what the, is 15, 15 people. people. Yeah, just, just he was hanging out. Because I think the it was Super Bowl. It was when we went to, oh man, was it Pittsburgh? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was that year. Oh, okay. So, um, oh, sick. Damn. Yeah. So it was a minute ago. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm 17 years old. What are you oh, talking yeah, about? Oh, yeah, sure. But um, he, he had had that sh- shoulder surgery and so wasn't playing guitar. And we did Brother finally. He was like, oh, man. And he grabbed the guitar and played Brother. And the moment for me was because I was playing guitar too the whole time we're playing together, but he played a guitar solo on Brother. And I'm a fan of Jerry's as a guitarist. But man, I got to hear his hands from three feet away on an acoustic guitar. And that dude's just got hands. Wow. His left hand is so solid and so massive, and every note was like you were hitting it on, on a damn organ. It, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. No, oh, yeah. That guy just has hands. You know what I mean? Um, he, I don't, you know, I don't know what your opinions of Cantrell are as a player, but one of the reasons I love him is he's just got these big, slow, sweeping bends, and everything's in its right place. And I, I love what the guy does. I love his solos because I, 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 I throw him up there in the world of like the slashes of the world. Well, generally, that, you can sing along with them. I was about to say, memorable. If you, yeah. if you could hum along to a solo, like even uh, Morello, mm-hmm. mainly on the audio slave stuff, even on the rage stuff, of course, but. The audio slave stuff I felt like really brought out his classic rock roots. Sure, man. And, yeah. and like you know, like a stone or a, a I am the highway. But it's, it's like, memorable. It's, yeah, it's not just it's a bunch a of weedly weedly. It's truly memorable, man. Right. You're not just you're not just <laughs> masturbating on the guitar. Exactly. Although Which, I'm a fan of watching. As that, a guitarist, it, that's hard not to do sometimes. <laughs> you're like, I got eight measures to wahoo. You know, Finger tap. Oh <laughs> god, yeah. It's all of a sudden I'm doing the Wayne's World intro. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I, I I can't remember how. Oh. Uh, anyway, that uh, we—I didn't mean to spiral off. Into Welcome that to the Migs cast. That's that, we, that we guy, that, that guy playing guitar, being three feet away from him, watching him rip a solo on an acoustic guitar, blew my mind. It's one of those things where I watched the AIC Unplugged show, and I'm like, this just isn't doing that guy justice. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've heard because it was a cool show. Don't get me wrong, but I watched that guy just pull out a solo, and he was like, ah, I don't really want to play guitar tonight, man. My shoulder surgery, blah blah. blah. And, and then he I feels, just started to feel it. It was huge. It was just yeah. huge. Every note was so massive on this little Ibanez single cut acoustic. I'll never forget it. It blew me away. What? But that night we got talking about the future of Alice and I was like, you know, do you have a guy? And he was like, yeah, you know, we've we've got a guy in mind. And I was like, oh, dude, you should really get out there. And he was discussing, well, you know, it's one of the things we really want to be respectful of the fans. And like, dude, your fans understand you guys lost a brother. Everyone, everyone gets what's the true going fans on. do. But yeah. we, 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 we love you guys, you know? Um, and it was just a really cool, very down to earth conversation. And I had said, you know, when I saw you on D trip, the guy stage, right. That was singing all the stuff. And he smiled and he said, I think that's the guy. No and that way. was before I even knew who William, got, William Duvall. I got goosebumps yeah. right now. And, and I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, because, dude, he did such a good job. And he's like, yeah, I think that's the guy. Oh, he's such a great rock and so front man. He's a I, rock star. I think okay. that was all starting to happen right around the time he had come in town to hook up with a buddy and then travel out of town to go see that football game. All that was probably, you know, in the nebulous form. Wow. And so later on, when uh, I saw the thing they did at the more they called band practice. Yeah, I was there for that one. And everyone was chanting new guy when yeah. Willie got up there. And, and <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, new guy. guy. New, but it was great. <laughs> he got up there and destroyed. I'm so happy to see those guys, you know, because what a fantastic band. And they lost their front man. They lost a brother. Um, I've never met uh, Mike, but Sean and I, now I haven't seen any of these guys in 10 years, which is good. That means they're off doing stuff and right. like hanging out where I am. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Sean's a sweetheart of a guy. And those guys had something really magical and then they lost it. And that That's had to why. have been devastating. And to see them go forward and to have met them as people, I mean, they're wonderful people and they deserve to be out there doing what they're so fantastic at. That's why I get so you know? angry when I hear people, we see it on Facebook, especially. 
they, even just last this past Friday, I post a picture. This is an Allison Chains. No Lane, no Allison Chains. And I just, oh, dude, then don't go to the show. That's my whole thing. Don't Look, you know? Then leave them alone, man. Your relationship with Allison Chains can end whenever you want it to end. So if like you don't feel this is Allison Chains after they put out their last record with Lane, then that's the end of it. You don't have to go to the show. Nobody's forcing you to pay the seventy dollars to go to a concert. But it's not your duty to poop all over yeah, it. Yeah, well, dude. Right. And here's the thing: as a fan, absolutely, as a fan, who are you to say to the other three extraordinarily talented musicians in that band, "Hey, Stop you lost doing. your brother. You yeah, lost right? your brother." Now you can't do what you were born to do anymore. Who are you to lay that on Thank anyone, you. man? Thank you. It's, it's selfish. I'm proud of those guys, and I think those records are great. I mean, I think it's fantastic, man. I 100% agree, and it, it bothers me to know. And it's not fair to them. Like I said, it's totally you, unfair. You don't have to have Alice in Chains on your radar. If you don't think it's Lane, it's Alice in Chains without Lane, more power to you. That's fine. Don't buy an album. Yeah. Don't go to the show. But shut the F up because yeah. us Alice in Chains yeah. fans, and I care, I love that band. I mean, I mean, the, me too. The, I remember buying the CD for Facelift and I was so pumped because it came with the VHS that had their live at the Moore Theater. I've seen that. I, I, I had still have that. that. Oh, dude, that's incredible. And I, I loaned it to someone and never got it back. I remember when I first <laughs> met Damon Stewart, I geeked out, former KSW employee. And I remember looking at him and go, you're the Damon Stewart that says, hi, I'm Damon Stewart. Please welcome Columbia Records, <laughs> Columbia right. recording artist. The Allison whole thing's Chains. in black and white. Yes. And, oh, it's killer. And, and it is killer. Oh, it's such a good, when they do love, hate, love yeah. on that. I mean, um, I'm, look at it. I mean, hairs are they, standing up. They destroy, up. man. They destroy. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I'm sure if you just look it up on YouTube, Probably it's there. Out there. Yeah. Just live at the Moor, Allison Chains. It'll be all black and white. The whole show's black and white. And, and, only, that, and only one or two camera angles. It's not overly produced. It's, it's so raw. But it's so incredible. raw. It's so good, and yeah. it's and you you have a great story. I never knew until you told it. I mean, we talk about Jerry being injured and being able to jam. Sean Kinney on the first album played with a broken wrist. I believe it was. How do you do that? Let's remember I don't know. facelift. Uh, Man in the box. And Sean hits hard. Right. I mean, yeah. that album is just thunderous drums, mm-hmm. and he's playing with a broken wrist. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, I can understand like pushing through and like adrenaline stuff like that, but. I'm sure he altered his attack, but it was one of those things like, oh, God, now I've broken my wrist and we're recording our first record for a major label. Uh, Can't tell I'll anyone. be there, yeah. fellas. Yeah. I'll, I'll be there, fellas. That's, right. It's, you it's know. probably that or, or, or they're going to get a hired hand. Or yeah. No, nah, you know. I wonder, though, if that impacted his, his playing for the positive because it really stripped down. The drumming is very basic, but very intricate. But like, you know what I mean? Like, if that makes sense. It's oh, he like, does what's perfect for every song. Right. You know, and there are people, even Sean, I've heard that guy criticize himself and, and oh. I laugh. And I'm like, dude, no excuses is a drum hook. Other than when the levee breaks, there's very few songs out there in the world. That's a good point. That when you hear the drums begin the song, you know immediately what that song is and who the artist is. And he does that on multiple occasions with Alice. Sick Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, angry no, not, chair. not Sick angry Man. Chair. Angry Chair is what oh, I'm going to say. Angry they... Chair. No excuses. Um, yeah, you just know right away. You know, and I can think of when the levee breaks as one of them, where you hear the drums and go, ah. You know, so I was telling him that, and it, Sean does what's perfect for every song. Um, what he does is killer. And then another, another thing that cats don't—it's just like guitar players that go, "Oh, that guy doesn't burn, so he's not very good." Man, you listen to some of the long, slow songs, and Sean never comes out of pocket. And any drummer's drummer knows that playing slow is the real trick. When you're playing a million miles an hour, that's yeah, pretty easy to maintain your pocket and do your thing. But when you got to play big, open, and slow, like a lot of Alice's tunes are, to never speed up or slow down and to never come out of pocket, that's what makes that guy brilliant. I, I've played with you, and I've tried Dude. to do cover Junkhead, and it is 
to I, hold I mean, that I pocket a, that slow. I have to pull yeah. out my phone and get the metronome going just yeah. to try and keep me on, and I still can't ke- keep it on. I mean, I'm, I'm full disclosure. I cannot keep time to that song, and it's not a very difficult drum part. It's big and slow. It's just, wow. your body wants you to rush it, and yeah. he doesn't. No, he doesn't. His, His pocket machine. is so deep. It's part of what makes that band so killer. I agree. Is when they do that stuff like Sludge Factory. Sean will give you a pocket so deep that then those guitars just sit in I mean, that. you could just squirtle in and that you pocket. Sit there, yes, you squirtle all over it. There was a ball reference with the pokey thing, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I anyway. do want to say, I, so I, I'm on, on a high to be able to just go in front of 3,000 people and get that kind of love. The next day... Um, just to tell you what happened for my weekend, I got hit up by my buddy Joe. Uh, Joe, you might know, he, he goes by Joe Meese, or I can't never pronounce his last name right, but he was in a band called the Meeses, which was a big band back in the day. He also runs uh, and owns Orbit Studios in in downtown Seattle, kind of in the Pioneer Square area. Okay, uh, they've had Macklemore record there for the heist. I mean, he's nice. got the gold or the platinum records and all that crazy stuff. Him and his wife Karen, they hit me up. They said, "Hey, we're doing this." Uh, uh, we, we have a, a school that we call, it's a Seattle Recording Arts, and it's a place where people go if they want to learn how to engineer and record and produce music. And I'm like, that's really cool, because I've only thought that the only place you could do that at is like the Art Institute, or you just become like an apprentice for somebody. So mm-hmm. I want to give them a shout out, because there is a place, if you're into that kind of a world, just look up Seattle Recording Arts. And they're like, we're doing a speaker's day, where we're going to have all these people that are like in the world of audio recording speak in front of our students. And like, we would like for you to do that. And I'm like, A, I will never say no to a friend who wants me to do something for them. But I'm like, yeah, sure. And then after I said yes, I'm like, why did I say yes? What the hell am I going to offer <laughs> a class of kids that are trying to learn how to record music? Tell them about introducing Allison Chains, man. <laughs> They'll be like, I love this guy. Everything he says is golden. And I'm like, wow. And they want me to go first. So I'm like kind of kicking everything off at 1030 in the morning the next day. So I get down there. I have an idea of what I'm going to do. And in true me form, like I've done and everything, even on our show, as you know, Rev, yep. I, I have an idea, I have a plan, and I completely throw it out the window. No different than my <laughs> stage announcement. I had an idea of what I was going to do until I walk out there and I just said, F it. I'm going with what my vibe and what my heart is we'll telling me to live. do. Yeah, I just, I thrive on that. I love the fact that I'm like walking out on something without a safety net. Like there's oh, something. See to your pants? I can't uh, handle that. I panic, man. So I sit Alcohol down. Alcohol helps with that. Right, well, yeah. You can't do that at 10, 3 in the morning when you're talking to kids. Sure you can. Bloody <laughs> Marys. I was hammered by the time I got there. Call it <laughs> communion if it makes you feel better, brother. Just get a sip. In. I'm a sipping grip. <laughs> I was sober for this. It's a full disclosure. So I go in there. I find out that it's a class of six students. So that helps. That's intimate. That's you know cool. what's funny? I was more terrified by that. Oh, really? Like speaking in front of 3,000 people. Uh, there's something to that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, but when you can make eye contact with all six of those people and see whether or not they're nodding off, whether oh, they're not in, you know. Yeah. So I get there, I sit down and it's a real small room and, and, and it's in a recording studio and we're sitting down and I just look at them all. I go, look, I had a set thing. I have it in my, my I show my notes. I go, I'm putting it back in my pocket because I feel like, you know what? I have a whole different thing I want to share. And I was like, I... I, I kept battling this, and I, I was full disclosure with them, and I'm like, and Joe and Karen, I hope you know, I don't upset you guys by saying this, but I was like, I don't understand why they invited me to be here. I really don't. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what I can offer you guys. And then I realized, you know what? In the world that we're in, music, uh, radio, whatever, like, yeah, this isn't art like a painter art, but we're doing artistic things. We're in a world of creativity. And in that world, 
you should never, and this is my first thing I said to them, you should never listen to anyone who doesn't do creative stuff for a living or as a passion. Oh, yeah. Because nobody will understand it. I was like, I don't know about you guys, when I said I was going to go off to Seattle and hopefully make it in radio, my entire family looked at me like I was insane. They're like, well, we'll see you in a few months when you fail because they didn't get it. And everyone wants to give you advice. And and I'm looking at the crowd. I'm like, I got them because they're nodding their heads. They're like, I'm like, so you're, I was like, do you have you have friends or family that told you what you're doing right now? Taking these classes is a dumb idea because it's there's there's no there's no money in in, in, in the recording industry. There's no this. There's no that. And they're all on their head. Like, yeah, people look at us like we're crazy. And I'm like, well, don't listen to them. Listen to the people. Like, listen to the Glens of the world, the Joes from that recording studio. I'm like, you're lucky you have these guys already built in as mentors. And they, it's funny because they, they, they're like, yeah, we want you to talk. You have about an hour to talk, but we like for it to be about 40, 30, 40 minutes and then the, the rest of the time to do questions and answers. And I'm like, how the hell am I going to fill that? Mm-hmm. Well, I went, we went over. Yeah. It was like an hour <laughs> and a half. <laughs> and you're was, talking about something you love from the heart, man. And dude, it was so funny because we finish and Joe and his wife, Karen, they're both like, everything you were saying, we had this discussion with them last week and it was so nice for them to hear somebody outside of the classroom say it that way they're not thinking we're just throwing a bunch uh, of bs without any prompting yeah, either remotely like, reinforcing. here's my notes and we're just gonna throw it out here because i gotta talk from the heart yeah karen's even like it, it almost seemed like as if we put you up to this <laughs> you know what i mean and it was it was cool man i have to say like allison change was amazing it was very rewarding it was a f- amazing feeling to to connect with the audience in that way but it pales in comparison to that moment. Sure. I, I left that on a high all weekend, and it was one of the coolest things that I got to be a part well, especially of. Especially considering you were going into it going, oh my God, what am I going to do? To walk out feeling that way, that's awesome, man. And I mean, dude, that's as good as it gets. You I, know? I wish there was someone, I'm glad no one was filming, because you could watch my sweat glands go from zero to a hundred <laughs> that quick. The sweaty guy was really insightful. Right. Like they're like, Joe, I think there's a leak in the ceiling because this guy's just pouring, just drenched. Is this Steve Moisture? Was it mo- Moisture? No, it wasn't Moisture. It was an M name. The two girls in the class are like, we're getting nervous. This guy's looking at us and he's sweating and he's saying not to listen to anyone but him. <laughs> and it was, it was awesome. I had a, an unbelievable time. Um, Rev, anything going on in your world uh saturday i went up to evergreen speedway for the figure eight nationals and i got to go up into the announce booth and nice. call like call the races uh with a guy who was much more uh, uh well good at talking because apparently i'm not um but yeah it <laughs> well, was glad that we pay you for it then, right um, <laughs> says the man in radio <laughs> yeah exactly um but it was a trip it was like the chance to be able to do that and just i mean i grew up uh for the most part down in like spanaway so like spanaway speedway and i mean i've been out to the monroe speedway or the fairgrounds for the evergreen speedway uh like even like last year during the fair they had all the fireworks and the demolition derbies and stuff like that. But going up there and being able just to look down and watch it and call it as it's going, and it was just a trip. It was so much fun. Yeah. How many cars were like, so you had a couple heats and then a feature? Kind yeah, of thing? yeah. There was, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of heats. They did the, uh, uh, like the normal kind of like stocks, and then they did, uh, the sprints, which are just basically like little tiny rockets with like wings on top of oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they would just jam them in the figure eight. So there's like, like so eight. they were running sprints in figure eight? No, they weren't doing the sprints in the figure eight. I was going to say, that's, that's suicidal, just, yeah, yeah, man. That, yeah, yeah, that that's, just be, whoa. yeah, that's just rockets of death there. Who needs drugs? We'll watch this. <laughs> but we were watching, yeah, this, the, the stock cars did do that. And it was just amazing <sighs> to see that. And there was a, there was a wreck. 
uh, like you know, because they're going crisscrossing, and then just uh, like like two guys battling for second and third, and then one of them just smashes into another car, and just, like, everyone was okay. So but for it's everyone great, out there but, that's not yeah. familiar with this, normally racing is generally a circle track or a drag race thing. In figure eight, it's literally what you're picturing. It's yeah, a it's, figure eight, which means in the middle, these cars going however many miles an hour, not slow, Yeah, they have to intersect and cross each other. It is dangerous and once as you, hell. When, you, when you're beginning, it's not too bad because all the cars are usually put together. But uh, in the longer races, and I mean, these are getting up They'll to get be- spread out. Yeah, like 50 or 75 laps at this point for the for the big ones. Yeah, it's getting super spread you're out. You're asking are, to get T-boned doing yeah, 100 miles an hour. And, right. And people for are, sport. Yeah, and people are trying to, you know, trying to be safe, but they're keeping an eye on the front of, the, you know, the front of their car- while trying to also have the peripheral vision to see if these cars, it is crazy. And so there was a, there was a pretty awesome wreck there. And then it started raining. And oh, well, that makes it safe. That makes the corners oh, fun. Yeah, no, it was it was ridiculous. They weren't even calling cautions on the spinouts. They were just like, let them go. Everyone will get back in line and just keep oh, going. Could any of you guys do this? I mean, I'd be no. that. I would be the guy oh, to be like, no. uh, Steve, you got to go faster than 25 miles per hour on this. I, I grew up around it. Uh, you my, do it? My dad raced late models and drag bikes my whole life growing up. Um, and I used to go watch the World Outlaw Sprinters nice. uh, all the time. So this is very- I went- familiar territory to me i went up wow. to, i went up to tracks to do the go-karting and someone bumped me when i was racing there and i immediately got nauseous and i had basically had to pull over and stop because oh, i dude. was already sick was it a, i slowed was down it on a slick track did they do slick track up there uh, like the polished concrete with the baby powder on it they i, I do remember sliding a lot dude that's so, see that's that's where you got to learn to control the car via uh, the throttle through the corners yeah because if you're slick if you watch Circle track, a lot of guys will bail on the throttle at the end of the straightaway. Mm -hmm. But really, to me, where races are won is, is turn one and turn three. If you can put your yeah. car through there sideways so it locks up when you come into turn two and turn four, uh -huh. then you're already out in front of the pack. So that's... You know, wow. I used to go stand inside of turn one and watch those cars come through there sideways at 140 miles an hour and be like, yeah! <laughs> that was my, that's, that's how I grew up, you know. And the, like, I slow down when I played a pole position in a video game. I can't even imagine doing any of this crap, man. Holy cow. Oh, yeah. And it's such a different experience on that because, like, my stomach is just, you know, going each around each corner. You're just feeling the forces. And basically, at the end of it, I just wanted to puke. But they, oh man, that's fun! Did yeah. you have a spiel set up in case it was like a serious disaster? Because you're on the microphone there. No, I, I, I when it, we first started, I just told the guy, even on the mic, we're just like, hey, I might just like scream like a girl. I might not be able to handle it. And at, when, when, yeah, when if, the, if yeah. I scream the f word really loud, are you guys going to be upset? I see there's children here. So there was a couple of close calls and like, muffs. exactly like Steve was saying. I'm like screaming like Lesnar. <laughs> Yeah, and I couldn't help. I was like, no, "Sorry about that." He's like, "No, it's good. It's pretty entertaining." When you're that's just an appropriate like that. response given what we just saw. Yeah. yeah, dude, if you ever watch like Bert the Conqueror or, or Trip Flip, that's Bert Kreischer, the comedian who we yeah. all love. Um, his that's like how he reacts when he's on like a scary roller coaster. He's just like ah, like like screaming like a little kid. I can't help. Ah! It. <laughs> so that was my weekend. That was uh, the coolest part about it, but it was amazing. That's killer, man. Uh, now, I, I want to talk with Glenn about what's going on in his world, and this is where I have a chance to explain to people why Glenn was the perfect choice <laughs> for this podcast. Because, you know, we were thinking about it. We're trying to figure out, well, what Thank are we going guys, to do? Thank you guys, by the way. Yeah. Like, that's, this is awesome. Dude, it just hit me because like, we've had these talks, and then I'm, you know, we've been friends forever, and anyone who knows Glenn on Facebook... 
really like the spirit of what we are as a podcast is exactly what you are as a human being too in that broken yeah yeah we're all effed <laughs> up in the head we all have we all have crap we're dealing with good bad and different but at the end of the day, we're trying to find a reason to be able to wake up the next day in a good mood. You know what I mean? Oh, undoubtedly. So, like, sure. no matter whatever life is throwing, and there's, there's always going to be those 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 squirtles being thrown at us. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to find a positive outlook, and I see that on your Facebook a lot of times. Like, where you and I know because we've had co- talks, and I know in your life, like like any of us, like we have stuff that's really you know an uphill battle, and you would you always find some kind of ray of hope. And, well, and, and and positivity throughout all that. And I'm like, and you're a funny mother blanker, <laughs> and we love you, and you're you're part of the Thank KSW you. family Thank as it you. is. So all of this was like, well, no s. Let me just reach out to Glenn and see if he could do it. And then Glenn's response was, hell yeah. When uh, do we start? I was shocked and stoked. Like, really, man? Are you, are you sure about this? Are you sure you could wake <laughs> like, up look, at 10 a.m. every I, Tuesday? I talk too much yep. anyway, and now you want to mic me? Are you sure this is a good idea? <laughs> well, I always see it when we do the new originals because we play in that the radio station's world's worst cover band, which actually got a lot better thanks to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> man, it was bad before that. Ringers. Like, gosh, it was real bad. We've had a ball, though. We've had some we fun shows, man. But my favorite times just are when we're practicing, I'd say the practice space, but we just use the conference room here at the station. Oh, yeah. really? and, it's and, crazy. And anger anybody who works after 6 p.m. here. <laughs> but really, my favorite parts are just like sometimes in the middle of like a song, Glenn's got the guitar and he's just writing these ridiculous songs about people in the room or whatever's going on. Or even without a guitar, you just have a spiel that I think is just hilarious and entertaining. And, and that really is why I was like, Glenn is a no-brainer for this. He's a perfect fit. And I'm so glad that you're going to be a part of this. And, oh, and thanks, man. I'm really, really excited. All my friends and family and every, everyone was stoked. I'm like, you're not going to believe what I've been invited to do. Uh, that's so cool. You know? that's so, so, yeah, cool. I, I, I'm stoked to be here with you guys. Thanks. And uh, big props to our, our buddy you. Chris Dahl, uh, a fine listener. We call our listeners Titanic douches. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long story. but Like you're not wet enough on the Titanic, now you need to be moisturized <laughs> internally. Is that what we're talking about? It, it all stemmed from a podcaster, Luke Burr. Bank, who is a big podcast. I mean, he's got millions of people that listen. And for some reason, he had took umbrage with us during one of those best of Washington, Western Washington polls where we were up neck and neck against him. And he referred to our show and us as people as a bunch of Titanic douches. Turns out he had us. He had the opinion of us based on someone who wasn't even on the podcast anymore. It was someone that used to work at the station who I, they had some choice. Uh, so this isn't a compliment. Right, you know, it was meant as a mean thing. Oh, and he was. I thought we were keeping pretty girls from developing yeast infections. Well, I was kind of. Exactly. Well, I was ready to smile about this the whole time. Well, that's the funny part is that we were doing that, and so it was the perfect. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> it was all a big misunderstanding. I have no ill will. The SS him. Massengill. All right, Luke and I have been cool. Like, we've talked over. So you sorted it out then. Oh yeah, and you know, and he went on and said, "Look, I had them confused with somebody else. That was my bad." But I was like, "I love the name." Titanic I'm like, "Let's <laughs> embrace it." So we had T-shirts that had the titanic on it with our logo <laughs> uh and then all of a the sudden four smokestacks were nozzles yeah. or... <laughs> sorry i went there <laughs> yeah, i still haven't said a swear word i think i'm doing all i'm right. proud of you <laughs> so anyways then all of a sudden our audience and us we've all referred to ourselves as titanic douches so if you hear that it's a it's a it's term of endearment oh sure yeah if i'm out somewhere and someone goes hey man you're a titanic douche i shouldn't get upset i exactly. should smile right you should give him a hug all right cool so, Glenn, what's <laughs> going on in your world man Oh, man. Let's see. Well, Friday, uh, I did not get to witness the epic stage amount, uh, announcement, but I went and, and hung out with a bunch of great friends. And the hilarity of that was I got there at 8 o'clock. I was one of five people there that early. 
Um, I ended up playing around, I think I played from midnight to about 1.30, and by that time, everyone who had been at Alice in Chains had arrived at the event. Telling you how great so, it was. Uh, you know, Extra I, if, salt in the oh, wound. Oh, dude, if I closed my eyes, I could hear God laughing. You know, man? Like, <laughs> serious. You know, like, hey, Glenn, how you doing? <laughs> you know, so that was my... But I had a great time, and it was really cool. Um, what did I do? Did you do cover songs? Like, uh, or did you do a, did, a window pane acoustic? For those that don't know, he's in Window Pane. Yeah. Know, a band that you hear here on uh, KSW. Windowpane.net's our homepage. Yeah, we're playing Pain in the Grass. Um, so, yeah, yeah. that's You can find me online at windowpane.net. Self-titled, amazing new record. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, with good things happening there, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what comes. And that's going to be fun but, with this uh, podcast. I think it's going to be a lot of fun as this goes along, is that we're going to get to kind of join you in the journey that is A, playing Pain in the Grass, and B, just what's going to happen with the band, what kind of feedback, what kind of new things are opening up, and I'm I'm kind of excited about that, like, hey, there might be a few times where we might not have you around because you're going to be on the road. We, I don't we could, know. We could document the reaching of the next rung on the ladder. I've always said I'm not trying to get to the top of the ladder. I just want the next rung. Just the next rung up. That's all you can do. Which I can also hear laughing at me even now. You didn't <laughs> think ladder rungs could laugh? It's sort of a weird metallic laugh. Older ladder is sort of a woody laugh, but there is laughter involved. You know, It's like my hands were covered in butter and they said, climb this. And so, I'm going to. I love rock and roll. And I just keep <laughs> they keep lathering it up with more butter. <laughs> That's right, dude. That's right. It's actually the ladder that was featured in the video for The Walls Come Tumbling Down by John Cougar Mellencamp. It's that ladder wow. that they're trying to make me climb. Everyone everyone under the age of 35 is like, what? I got it. Who's this What's John he talking Cougar about? Guy? You mean John Mellencamp? Nah, before that he was the cool guy. John Cougar. Not a sexy woman in her 40s. Talk about a guy who just didn't care. I mean, you know, I remember like Those making songs the, are great, man. But just the name thing. Like, it's so funny to think like, okay, well, you gotta be called this. And then he's like, I'm done being called that. So now I'm gonna be called this. And then he changes his name for for a third time. He did? Well, you got John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp, and then John Mellencamp. I wonder if that was a Prince thing. Because remember, Prince was so furious with his label and his contractual obligations that he changed his name to a symbol for a while. Yeah. And everyone thought that was just some pretentious arty thing. And he was like, no, 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 no. My name is now this weird symbol. I don't owe you guys anything. And then when the term ended, he changed his name back to Prince. And then he was the artist formerly known as Prince. But that was all to get out of mm-hmm. ugly contractual obligations so he could just go be an artist. Yeah, so was, I wonder if John's doing the same thing. Well, it was some radio, or not radio guy, but somebody was like, you should be John Cougar. And right. he didn't like that. Uh, and that's why he transitioned from that. And John Cougar was his Steve the producer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, okay, and I he get that it. breaking I get it. point yeah. where he's like, you know what? I don't care. I'm changing it because I'm not happy. But right. you didn't do that middle step. You weren't Steve the producer Miggs. I should have. <laughs> or I should have done Steve Cougar Mellencamp Miggs. <laughs> that That's the t-shirt awesome. right there. I should change my name to Steve Mellencamp. No, dude. And, and I like want a couple Steve years. Cougar Mellencamp Miggs on the back of a jersey so it goes clear off onto the shoulders. <laughs> you know, it's not even like an arc. It, it's you know, like a full circle. You can only read it when he does the Jesus Christ pose. <laughs> yeah. I'm down. We're going to make some calls. This is happening. What? <laughs> One thing I wanted to bring up recently I saw on your Facebook, you got stung by a wasp. Oh, oh man. Dude. Okay. I don't know if you've seen the pictures of this. Bro. Well, and, and you know, I gotta I try to be a good sport. And you, you were saying my positive demeanor, which, you know, being Captain Raincloud is funny enough. But well, what I learned, I would so social media trained me. There was a time when I was just blatantly honest. I would put up like, man. You know, F you month of March, I survived you, blah, 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 I lost my home, I lost my cat, I lost my job, it's not a country song, it's my life. And then there'd be this this outcry of, oh my God, I'm so sorry, are you okay? And, Mm -hmm. And then I'd realize, well, wow, that's what I just did to someone's day. 
You know, I don't want to be a party to that. I don't want anyone to be worried about me. I don't want anyone to be upset about me. Jesus. And you know what? I'm still upright. I'm still walking around. I'm not hungry. I've got a roof over my head. What have I really got to gripe about, Captain? First world problems, right? (laughs) So that really became the reason why I really, truly self-censor on Facebook. Life ain't perfect, brother. Trust me. But... Actually, Tony, uh, the guitarist in Windowpane, Tony said something I thought was really, really sharp. He said, man, people don't realize it, but social media, imagine you're on stage at a sold out key arena and someone hands you a mic. What do you want to say to those people? Are you going to say, F Starbucks, they screwed up my coffee, life sucks? Is that your message to those people? If you're a Sonic fan. And I was like, God, you're right. I mean, people don't think about the fact that when you say whatever the hell it is you're saying, you're saying it to two, three, four, five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like I said, life isn't perfect, but I try to. I try to either this happened and it sucked, but here's a positive spin or I just don't even talk about it, man. Yeah. You know, because I could be going through some nasty stuff. But you know what? That's not people. People don't think before they type too often. I call them keyboard cowboys, man. Oh, yeah. And you get a lot of you get a lot of courageous people that that say all this crap. And it's like, brother, I would love for you to walk up to me and say that to my face because you never would. No, you can because it's just a a post. It's just a comment. No one has to look each other in the eye. You hit send and then you walk away from it. And I swear, even part of all the ugliness that's going on right now is because as a result of social media, everyone has a voice. Everyone has a voice now. Now, that's kind of cool. Everyone has a voice. That's remarkable. The problem is that people in general aren't enlightened enough to really realize which voices they should be paying attention to and which voices they shouldn't. It's the same reason people over thousands of years have murdered in the name of religion. You know, isn't religion supposed to be about salvation and love and enlightenment? And you're going to go kill a culture of people because they're not Christian? I'm talking about the Christian crusades for those of you that, Mm -hmm. you know. But it's mankind's misinterpretation of something (laughs) meant to be cool, right? So here we are. We're going to focus on this part, but we're not going to focus on all the other stuff that would make me not want to be that person. People are people, and that's fine, man. And I try to, I keep an open mind, and I love people, people. man. And I try to be tolerant of (laughs) And there's plenty of them out there. But that's the problem with with social media is everyone has a voice, which I think is fantastic and remarkable and unique. But the problem is, as a society and as a culture, we aren't enlightened enough or savvy enough to go, yeah, that guy's ranting about blah, blah, blah. And I'm not going to let that affect me. Mm -hmm. Let him have his opinion. I don't need to scream back. Right. Let him let him speak his mind and I'll move on with my life. And I think things would be a lot cooler if everyone just calmed down and quit taking everything so goddamn personally. Right. Social media is everyone wants that last word, man. Everyone wants the last word. All of that is why I'm so careful about what I post. So circling back to and this is a funny thing, man. So I was trimming my I have a huge hedgerow that surrounds my house. And it was starting to overgrow the neighborhood mailboxes. There's like six mailboxes there. Not cool. So I'm out there just trimming away at these right, hedges. You need to get your value mail- mailers. Dude, you know? right. You know, <laughs> with, without that val pack, I don't eat this week. So, right. you know, or at least not as cheaply. So <laughs> I must have clipped the branch. I still believe it was a wasp because I saw no color other than black. And I heard Zip! it was that fast and it came at me like a bullet. So I must have just clipped the branch it was on and it got me right between my nose and my upper lip. No. no. And I'm like, oh, the spike, the hedge trimmers down and I go inside and I throw some cold water on it. I text my buddies because a buddy of mine, uh, 
had gotten a bee sting and he was really worried he was going to have an allergic, allergic reaction. He was very scared about this and he didn't have one, but we all kind of had some fun with him over the fact that he was so concerned in the moment. Well, you don't know you're allergic to bee stings until you're dead. That's right. right. That's right. Well, that was his thing is he went, man, I could die. And we all went, you're not going to die. Fortunately, he didn't because boy, we would have felt like dicks, huh? You're not going to die. <laughs> My uncle's <laughs> neighbor dead. died from a bee sting. Like oh. no joke, got stung by a bee, lied out on his back deck on like a, like, you know, on like a lawn and furniture. Out. And just passed away. Left, Jeez, and it was all that because, sucks, right? And I'm like, "Geez, you don't know until you get stung." Like he had no idea he was allergic to it. He just like, "Oh, I got stung. That sucks." Well, oh, and man. the next thing you know, he doesn't wake up. So I, because of this and because of that, I, I shared immediately with my buddies, "Hey, man, you're not going to believe it. I just got hit on the lip by this bee." Bye, uh, and immediately, photos. All right. So I took one. <laughs> Not, photo. Are you okay? Are oh, you allergic? Yeah. No, pictures or it didn't photos. happen. I've seen the pictures of the dogs who ate a bee and I, oh, you know man. the ridiculous face. So the, I, I sent the first photo to him, and it was me giving the finger in the mirror with this red, kind of swollen upper lip kind of yeah. thing going on. And then I put the phone down and I went back out to work. And I'm working for about 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, shouldn't this have stopped hurting by now? Because it really hasn't. Like this is unpleasant so i went back inside i shoved an ice cube up my nose at this point just try, trying to put out a fire and i went and took another photo and this one i wasn't quite as amused but the swelling's now clear down into my cheek and things are starting to get ugly i look like i've almost stroked out a bit i've got that going on wow. and i'm like all right so i think i i don't know if no i hadn't done anything about it yet i put more ice on it i cursed a little bit and i went back out and went back to work Fireball would have fixed all Then my face started feeling funny. Now, that photo was sent, too, so now there's two photos. My face started feeling weird, man, like weird. So I went back inside, and my upper lip was bigger than my thumb, and it was nice and shiny. Oh, no. So I took a photo of that one, and I sent it to him, and I'm like, all right. you know. And at that point, my wife was out running errands, and I called her, and I'm like, hey, and I've been sending her the photos, too, and she's kind of laughing. And I'm like, hey, baby, listen. If this keeps going, my lip's going to split. I got a problem. Oh, God. I was like, I need you to maybe kind of drop what you're doing and uh, go to a pharmacist and get the bee juice. And she's like, mm-hmm. what do you mean bee juice? And that's a uh, natural born killer's joke. Mm-hmm. But I was like, get the bee juice. And she's like, well, I'm like, anything. I'm like, I want to stop the fire and I really need to stop the swelling. At that point, I took like three Benadryl. And then I read online, there's more fun to that. I read online that if you smear toothpaste all over it, it'll draw the venom out. So I've covered my face in toothpaste. And, <laughs> you know. You look like a film star. So Certain type I, I of film finally star. Was like, I was like, well, this is pretty incredible. Botox lips and creamy stuff all over your mouth. Oh, I've never man. seen movies like that dude, before. Dude. So, yeah, you know, yeah. And so I'm like, I can now have some fun with this via the wonderful outlet that is social media. So I went Absolutely. ahead and I put the photo up and I was like, you know, to the yellow jacket and or wasp that wanted to see what I would look like with Botox. Here's the results. And I said something else, and I tried to make it lighthearted and cool, and I throw it up. I said something like, you know, please have a laugh, because I am. And I threw this ridiculous picture up. And I got lots of, oh, man, that sucks, and oh, dude, I hope you're not allergic, and plenty of ha, 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 wow, man, that sucks. But a while into it, I started noticing a trend of there were some people that were really laughing. Like, really laughing. Like it made their day. Like laughing so much that I was like, 
man, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, at the time, I was like, man, that's not cool. So uh, I went ahead and took it down at that point. Cause oh, honestly, I was looking on your Facebook page for it right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I took it down because there were some people that were laughing just a little too hard. And the problem with text is with text, there is no inflection. Oh, there's no context. You that's don't right. know what they're So when doing. I realized I was starting to kind of get my feelings hurt, I was uh-huh. like, just take it down and, and eliminate this issue, brother. So then I started getting emails like, hey, man, why don't you take the photo down? I'm like, well, brother. A couple people were laughing just a little too hard for my taste. You know, kind of a, that looks painful, ha, 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 is a lot better than ha, 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 peeing in my pants a little ha, 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 ha. Yeah. Like, damn, dude. You know? So, anyway, that's why I took it down. But when we're done here, I'll show you guys. I'll show you the photo series. So I think that's a good thing to throw out there, too, in the sense that, you know what, like, it's up to you to find. Like, if it hits that point where you're not digging it, take it down. Just take it down. It's no. It's your choice. It's yeah, your you, world. You don't get on there and go, "Hey, man, I am actually in pain." You don't owe I, it I put to it up anyone there to so keep it up. People would laugh, and now yeah. I'm going to get mad because people are laughing. No, but you know, okay, some of them were laughing a little too hard. <laughs> so, you know, I took my fat lip and I went home. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking my fat lip and I'm going home. By the way, that night for dinner, my wife made uh, tomka soup, Thai soup. You should have seen me eating that soup with that lip, man. <laughs> oh my god, it probably looked like you had like a hole oh, in your dude. mouth. Like, I was, just, I was oh, like, you do a, have a hole it was in like your an anteater trying to sneak up on a mud puddle or something. It was so <laughs> bad. You're <laughs> delicious, honey. I love you. <laughs> that's awesome. There's dude. my beast thing. That was. That was 4th of July weekend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to say hi to our in-studio sit-ins. We've got Kevin and Orson. And, and, hey, thank you guys for listening to the Migscast. We really do appreciate that. Yeah, thanks for having us on, man. Uh, Kevin, I do need to talk. Well, happy birthday, Orson. A little bit later. But hey, happy birthday, birthday man. Right thank on. You, thank you. I love that he's rocking the Cam Chancellor uh, jersey. Can't go wrong <laughs> with Bam Bam. Bam Bam. Uh, I have to ask Kevin, because we were talking during the morning show during BJ and Migs, um, and I mentioned something about the rev in the bathroom and he goes oh yeah i already experienced that oh jeez yeah i went to uh went to use the little boys room this morning and uh you guys are not kidding well, I had to go, and I only have so much time to go. So like, you got the full interactive experience of the BJ and Mig show. Not only sight, sound, but also smell. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> I, I'm nothing eating, sacred, dude. No, but <laughs> not, not, not not in this like, world. And that's the thing. Everyone's like, "Oh, is that a bit?" Or you know, it's like, "No, that's I have issues." Nothing sacred, you're right. And I, I'm eating. I'm eating healthier. Like I have a smoothie in the morning. I've been doing that for like seven months now. But it still works through the system, and it still wrecks my system. Anyway. I think it's worse. Not well, talking about you. When you start you, but eat, eating healthier, it, it you know cleans you out in a way. And yeah, vegetables man. are like, oh, dude, lettuce. Yeah, eat a head of lettuce, and yeah, oh yeah, boom, we clean. got spinach in, in uh, spinach in it, and it's, I'm just picturing Glenda holding a ball, a ball of lettuce like a bowling ball, just gnawing at it. Eat this lettuce. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> these things are possible at 2 a.m. You know? <laughs> to be perfectly Healthy honest, munchies. Though, he's not getting the full Migs cast experience because I was doing that. Yes. So I haven't been at see Glenn. There's gonna be. There's gonna come a point in here when I'm gonna have to fart. The honeymoon's over then. And when the Migs cast is going, I just let it go. I understand. And the way the air circulates, there's a high probability that you will be in the blast. Radius. So just bring a toothbrush. Yeah, you know, bring a hazmat of, suit. <laughs> no, you gotta understand. I mean, years as a musician means years in a rehearsal space. Oh, so you're already privy to oh, all of this. brother. And oh, I'm the yeah. singer, which means taking deep breaths of my friends. Who's oh, the guest? And they look at me and they mouth the words, sorry. And I look at them and go, 
<laughs> I'm yeah. voting that Sean's the gassiest oh, in the band. No, nah, I'm, I'm not going to out my brethren, but it's not Morrison. I'll okay. just leave I, it at I that. always go with the, 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 the smaller of the bunch. No, he, Sean's usually the one that first, like, he'll be way into the zone, and then he'll snap out of it, and he'll look at me, like, with that look of terror, like, what just happened in here? And I'm looking at him like, you ain't the one singing! And, you know, you can almost see the green fog making it. It's like a green fog with little green foggy boxing gloves. It's like when a dog scares itself from farting. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. God. I'm yeah. picturing Slimer so from sorry. Ghostbusters. Oh, that yeah. Green Just fog. punching me in the face as I'm singing, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, so awesome. yeah, it'll be okay. This is nothing new to me. Okay, right, good. Then. You know. <laughs> but then, but then, thanks then for the heads up. Then you're a true member of the Migs cast. Well, now that I know it's like that, that means that I'm off the hook if I need to have a, you know. My only rule is that if you're going to fart, you fart in the mic. Okay. Oh, so you have to commit full-on hate crimes into the mic. Yeah. And at that point Other people too, use these mics. Yes. Yeah, but then you have to immediately go back and use it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and these foam, <laughs> I can't do that. These yeah. foam windscreens that are over our microphones, they really absorb that And then scent. they've been here since the station oh, opened. Oh, God. These Pretty much, yeah. When I split, I'm just going to hang my drawers on the mic. Like, you talk <laughs> about claiming it. Like, someone hang a <laughs> Well, mark that territory. I'm so glad that I don't normally use that microphone during my other podcasts. <laughs> Gross. Um, all right, you know what? Why don't we do our voicemails, our emails, and our text messages? Always at the second half of the podcast, we check in with all the fine Titanic douches. They either send us voicemails, <laughs> emails, or text messages, and... That's my favorite part of this podcast because we just never know where it's going to go. All right, that's an old school one right there. Yeah, do we want a voicemail? Yeah, let's do a voicemail. Let's start things up. Hey, guys, here's my vent. So, you know, it's about bands who used to be popular and keep touring, even though most of the members have left the band. I go and see, I go and book my favorite band who are coming into town, and it still has the original bass player, but then. The rest is made up of, like, college dropouts. I don't want to see them. I want to see the band that I love. Like, why am I watching this crash of a band? Anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me so glad I never went to college and or dropped out, because then he can't say that about me. (laughs) (laughs) This is going right back to what we were talking about with Alice. It's not up to you to decide whether or not a band keeps going. Well, you said he booked them. Before you book them, look at the photo and be like, man, I don't recognize these cats. Right. And don't book them. But I love you, brother. That was, this band's been around for 30 years, but their guitarist is 19. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that was, I remember going to see Prong. And I didn't go see specifically Prong to Snap see Prong. Fingers. Yeah, it Snap was to head. see the the band before them, Jucifer, which was just a two-piece, was just an insanely loud band. Um, are they a Jewish band? <laughs> no. <laughs> they are not. It would not be the funniest thing ever. It would be really funny. No, dude, we should dress up in the full-on Hasidic garb and cover their songs. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Dude, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, we're big fans. <laughs> but yeah, Prong had we're just a uh, bunch of college dropouts trying to make some cash, man. <laughs> I, I heard people complaining because it was like a, a like a twenty something, a couple of twenty somethings playing with one of the original members, and people are like, "This isn't real. This isn't fun." It's like it's playing the music that you still like. When you've and got the interweb, there. you've got the interweb. Look it up and yeah. then make your decision. Totally, it's, it's a band that you dig and you're enjoying. Like I wonder if like uh, Parker from Queensrÿche who clearly is younger than the rest of the band. I wonder if he experiences that. I, I think Probably. on some level he, ha- he has, you know. Um, it's, it's completely unfair because it's of, like, well, it's not DeGarmo. It's like, well, yeah, I know. By the way, Parker's an incredible guitar player yeah, and a sweetheart is. of a guy. So, Super cool guy. You know, DeGarmo's happy, Parker's happy. What's your problem the, again? And the band is happy. Yeah, and the band's killer. I just, yeah. Everyone, it's not Queensryche without Jeff Tate. And everyone has a voice. Just 
be careful which ones you listen to, man. Right. Uh, let's check out a text message right now. And again, you can leave a voicemail or a text message, 253-271-4787, or an email, uh, themigscast at gmail.com. And please, if you're on Facebook and you want to find a little bit of a, an escape from all the stupidity of, of po- political posts mm-hmm. and whatever else that's bringing people down, just go to the Facebook group page and just type in the Migscast. And, uh, and I know Kevin Norris and you guys are on that, and uh, Caesar and all the, all, the whole crew. Big props to those guys. I want to give a shout out to uh, Michael Olson as well. Um, cause I, I realize, and, and it's not anything bad. Like I realize we give a lot of love to Barrett and Caesar for all the stupid Photoshop stuff that they do. And Michael does some really cool and, and actually, you know, put some time and effort into the Photoshop stuff yeah. that he does. And I just want to show him some love because, uh, you know, sometimes when we talk and we talk in just passing, we forget to recognize those that do really cool things. And we like to joke about the ones that do cool things, but do them. In a crappy way. Yeah, Because exactly. it's funny. Yeah. Um, but much love to everybody. And if I ever forget anybody, when we give love to people on the Migscast page, please don't take it personally. We just, we're a bunch of brain dead idiots by the time we start this podcast. And unless we write it down, <laughs> like, we'll forget yeah, it. Yeah. And Steve has a huge list of stuff and we don't hardly get to that stuff either. Almost ever. So yeah. So just props to everybody on that Migscast page. In his Facebook defense, page. it is illegible. I don't even know. Honestly, I can see it from here. I, I don't think, even know one of these things. I put an like, ink cartridge up my nose, sneezed, and well, handed it to when him. When you and, talked about, yeah, just <laughs> dipping a chicken's like feet in, <laughs> in, in ink and just letting it run, a lot of the times, that, I mean, it's really right. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not shorthand, it's Mig's hand. Yeah. I wrote this stuff around 10 in the morning. I don't even know what the second thing I wrote. It just says, scene happened, Toyota. Mm-hmm. No idea. Right. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Maybe at one point I'll remember. But we'll we'll hand that up. over to the Goonies and they'll sort it right out. <laughs> Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. Uh, here's a text. <laughs> Migs, thank you for turning me on to the Jobbing Out podcast. I'm a huge wrestling fan and those guys make wrestling talk fun, as it should be. It's so cool that they always give you a shout out at the end of their podcast as well. So for those that don't know... Um, our bud, A.J. Francis, who used to play for the Seahawks, now plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's a pirate. Yeah, he's a Buccaneer. You're right. Uh, <laughs> he does a wrestling podcast. It's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. Other places as well. Just look up uh, Jobbing Out. They're on Twitter as well. Uh, he does a podcast with Aaron Oster, who writes for Rolling Stone, does all the the wrestling stuff for Rolling Stone. Oh, wow. Okay. And Glenn Clark, who's just a, a dominant force in, in the Maryland, Baltimore radio world. He does sports radio. He's just a great guy. Uh, all three of them do a fantastic podcast about wrestling. Like, to me, it's it's easily, if not my all-time favorite as far as podcasts. It's in my top three. It's, it's like pure audio porn for you. Yeah, man. Oh. I look, whenever the episode comes out, I'm like, yes. I get so pumped because they're... Yeah, they're talking about wrestling stuff, but they're funny. They're having a good time. And I, I got to give a man, it always humbles me. At the end of each podcast, I thought it was maybe every once in a while, but it's pretty much at the end of every podcast, they give me a shout out. So oh, I grabbed a couple uh, just to let you guys hear what it is. But really, listen to their podcast because these guys are badass. Uh, here's an example of what they do at the end of their podcast. Uh, also, again, shout out as always to our boy Steve Miggs. That's we fine. love that dude. He continues and continues to put the word out about us, which makes him the sh- uh, 99.9 in Seattle, K-I-S-W for BJ and Migs, plus the Migs cast, what? the Mega cast. Make sure you're oh, yeah. supporting our boy Steve Migs. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's killer, man. And yeah. I'm telling you, dude, like one day I was having a bad day, and one of those things where I'm listening to them to get my spirits, and I'm like, just still not feeling things. Not. It was actually, oddly enough, it was a day where I wasn't feeling appreciated for some reason about something. That. And then that popped up, like, and it was a longer one the time that I heard it, where they were just out and out just like, 
a love fest, and then I just felt like a million bucks. It was oh, like, that's so that's cool, why man. I wanted that's to give killer, props to yeah. uh, to Michael Olson because you know I, I I talked to him and I felt like man, we don't give him the appreciation that he he deserves, and and I can understand why that would bum you out. And until someone says that, you don't know it totally. Um, so here's another one. This one's great. Quick backstory. So AJ and I, we, we text all the time about just random wrestling crap, right? Mm-hmm. And I was talking about something with football, and he goes, yeah, man. He was congratulating us on getting nominated in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, not Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the Radio <laughs> Hall of Fame, which we turned out, we found out we didn't get inducted. Uh, good show in Chicago wound up getting it, which is fine. You get know? the nomination, though, man. That's still incredible. A nomination you know, with only three other shows. Yeah, that's, in that that's incredible, man. You know. So, be proud, it, dude. Super proud. It, it was a bummer. I'm not gonna lie. Like, well, I'm sure, I, I get it. Yeah, no, no, I, but I understand. But but it was like, ah, you know what? Before this, I was they, they even, buttered up your hands and put you on a ladder. Uh, but truly, you're several <laughs> rings higher than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I get when that feels good. So this one though, the backstory is: so I was talking with AJ about that, and he goes, "Yeah, blah blah blah." We're talking about something about football, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm pumped that you got locked in with those guys." He goes, "Yeah, when I'm done." You know, we need, to, uh, when I'm done with football, we're going to do a radio show together. We're joking about it, right? And I'm like, yeah, perfect. You know, because whenever BJ decides to call it a day, to change the logo will be real easy. It goes from BJ and Migs to AJ and Migs. <laughs> and then we're like, yeah. And then the, the, the catchphrase will be like, we're stepping it up to the A game. Like, you know, because <laughs> we're just joking, cracking each other up. It was just a personal, you know, text exchange. And in this one, where they're giving me a shout-out at the end of one of their episodes, he totally talks about it, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, give another shout-out to our boy, uh, Steve Miggs. Miggs. Love yeah. that guy. Congratulations to BJ and Miggs on being nominated for the Hall of Fame. Check out the Megacast. Check out the Miggs cast. Um, and listen to his show on KISW. Uh, Ian Biggs already have it set up where if BJ decides to retire, it'll be coming. Oh, it's yours. It's this. <laughs> the AJ and Miggs show. Do you get to inherit yeah. like the Hall of Fame stuff? We have a we have a whole tagline. The tagline would be, "We just stepped up our A game." Oh Boom. wow! You're no longer B plus players. <laughs> <laughs> that is strong. That is strong. Very good. <laughs> That is so cool. And what I also love about their podcast, uh, in addition to them talking about wrestling, AJ been playing in football. It's no different why I'm excited to have you, Glenn, to be a part of this because you could give us an insight about just the idea of playing in front of a lot of people and playing shows. And a lot of us, you know, I mean, I played in some bands, but never toured with Five Finger Death Punch, you know what I mean? Or had opportunities to play in front of large groups or jammed with Jerry Cantrell. And I think that's just <laughs> something that I find fascinating. And I'm a big football fan, so I love when AJ... Even though this is a wrestling podcast, from time to time he shares some stuff about the world of football that you would never get. Inside track kind of, yeah, yeah, and, and perspective. Including the decision-making process behind g- taking a number, you know, because it's always fun to hear, like, why would you pick that number, right? Totally. So when he played with the New England Patriots, he had number 69. Which is so stupid and funny at the same time. And you always wonder, well, so why, juvenile. why would a football player go with number... Are they assigned it? Would they even request it? It's just something I'm into, man. So, <laughs> dude, AJ... I mean, I, talk about laugh out loud funny moments. I've been listening to this one day, driving home, and I'm like dying in my car just listening to this story because it involves Gronkowski, AJ Francis, and the number 69. That's the main event. AJ yeah. Francis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. By the way, my number was 69 when I played for the Patriots. Was it really? And I did pick that. Because they gave me 90, and I was like, 90's kind of weak. I was like, what are the numbers you got? Because I was 96. I wanted to be 96. 96 was taken. I was like, all right, then I want to be 99. 99 was taken. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Do you have 69? <laughs> 
They were like, yes. Did you giggle I was like, when you asked? That's exactly what I want. <laughs> Did you see last year, because you know how the Patriots try to screw with everybody with the numbers on their jerseys? Yeah. Did you see when Gronk taped the number 69 at the back yeah. of his jersey? Because of course he did. Because of You know, when I was did. in New England, Gronk, before he knew my name, he would just call me 69, and that's why we became friends when I was there, because I was number 69. He was like, bro, did you pick that? I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I wish they could let me wear 69. <laughs> this is a true that story. That sounds exactly true like story. No, no, you don't have to say that. Yeah. We all believe you. <laughs> no one's sitting here listening story. to this and saying, no, that doesn't sound right about Rob Gronkowski. Rob, come seems, on. That seems no unlikely. No way. That's the specific uh, reason awesome. why I wanted uh, uh, Johnny Menzel's jersey. Browns number two. Yeah, I want to be number two for the Browns. I just want to have that jersey. <laughs> That's why I got you an Anaheim Ducks jersey with yeah. the number two on it. Yeah, Because it's, it's just perfect. Farts, got it. the duck, duck so quack. There's, there's a duck deuce there. Yeah, yeah the uh. duck deuce. <laughs> duck, duck deuce. Duck, duck deuce, exactly. <laughs> so again, check them out, uh, Jobbing Out. It's a podcast that's on iTunes. If you like wrestling, uh, you absolutely will love this podcast. The three of them are super knowledgeable about wrestling and, and, and funny and make it fun. And, it, and then, like that texture said, it should be fun. It's stupid wrestling. Right. We shouldn't be getting so worked up about story arcs and, and why isn't this guy getting the proper push? And me, 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 me. It's like, just enjoy it. It's oh, entertainment. Mark stuff. I know. I guess everybody gets obsessive over the things they love, but some people take it too far. Yeah, I could talk about Pokemon some more if you want. No, no. I think we've hit our uh, fill <laughs> when it comes to Pokemon. I don't know about you, Glenn, but I think we got our... I've, I've already forgotten some of the terminologies. Though, Squirtle. So. Squirtle. That's matters. No, there was something... That's going to be the name of the this ball episode. One? It was like, well, then you give them a ball dip. Oh, or, Pokeball. Pokeball. Okay. I do that to my wife sometimes when she's asleep. Right, right. I don't want my no, balls no, poking. No. Yeah, that's the tea cannon. Yeah. Remember that. The tea cannon. My, oh, that's right. My bad. <laughs> the tea cannon, the squirtle, the squirtle, and the pokeball. I don't know which one would be a better name for this episode. Squirtle, I think. I think squirtle. <laughs> squirtle? Squirtle's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm with that, actually. You know what? <laughs> squirtle. Uh, let's Trying to overcome life's squirtles. <laughs> one squirt at a time. Oh, my God. Let's check out another voicemail. Hey, Max, what's up? This is Stevie, the Packer fan. Rev, what's up? What's up? Oh, look, Pikachu's in front of me. See? I just killed it. Don't kill and, it. Oh, sorry, I don't mean to be negative, but that's a stupid game. <laughs> and, Glenn, I'd like to welcome you to the Megs cast. Yeah, right on. I have right a question on. for you. Uh, no. <laughs> there's no question? And there is no question. <laughs> he must have hung up on himself. And there's that. Maybe. Oh, that's a next. bummer. He had a question. <laughs> It's probably something like, should, the question is, I've got the cure for cancer. I'm going to pass it on to you. It's probably something really paramount. You should try to answer the question right now. <sighs> yes. Answer the question, and then, Stevie, leave us a voicemail for next week's episode. Yeah, man. Where I'm get, sorry. That is hilarious. What if that's his thing now? Like, he calls in, I got a question, real important question for you guys, and then just cuts himself off. All I wanted to say was... And there you go. And that's his answer. <laughs> Glenn, listen, if you want to make it in music, you just... Don't leave me. Glenn, we have an opportunity. We just found out that Aerosmith is playing again. They want to know if you can play... <laughs> Do what? Play the banjo? Yes. Yes, I can. Quick aside. Quick. We got to give props to our oh, buddy. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, a, a, a veteran of the Migs cast. He's been on a few times. Our, our buddy Brent Omaker. Brent Omaker in the rodeo. Great oh, yeah. band. He's also got Android Omaker. One of my oldest friends. I used to be in a band with him. Amazing news. On July 23rd at Marymore Park, Brent Amaker and the Rodeo are playing, opening up for 
Willie freaking Nelson. Oh, that's rad, yeah. man. How oh, that's amazing. Killer. I mean, can you not ask for a better audience to uh, put your music out there oh, to, sure, to introduce yourselves to than the, the, the Willie Nelson? Because you know every Willie Nelson fan is going to be baked out of their mind. Absolutely. <laughs> and they have no idea what they're walking into when it comes to this weird Devo meets Johnny Cash out it there fit, country outfit. It fits so good cool. with Willie Nelson. Yeah. When uh, when I saw that, when I saw that he was uh, going to be doing that, the first thing I sent to you was like, do you know about this? This is amazing. Yeah. And, and I just was texting with him the day before about <laughs> it, and, and I was like completely blown away and so happy for my friends. I love seeing my friends. Like when I saw that you guys were doing the tour with uh, Five Finger Death Punch, I was like, wow. Well, those guys have been around for a long time. I yeah. mean, I've seen, I know that name, honestly, from random sticker placement. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was how I first learned that name. I was yep. like, oh, dude. And then you see it everywhere. But yeah, I mean, they've been around the scene and then 10 years. around the city. Yeah, easily 10 years. Yeah, man. And they're one of those bands that I mean, I've been to their shows where like Misha and JC from Witchburn are huge fans of, of yeah. Because it's just different. Yeah, it's a country band, but it's not like your new, like, Age kind of, eh, it's, it's not the, that country pop thing. It's right. the Patsy yeah. Cline, the Johnny Cash, yeah. that sort of but stuff. But modernized somehow. Yeah. 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 It's it's so much fun to see those guys live. Uh and if you have a chance to go see them open up for Willie Nelson, what a great what a great opportunity for he, he they had no plans of playing shows for a while. They're gonna write some new music. But how do you turn down that opportunity? Oh, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. I mean, what was it like for you guys to tour with Five Finger Death Punch? Uh, it was. I mean, that was killer. It's the funniest thing about doing all that is everyone asks me, what was it like to play in front of those huge crowds? And all I can say is, dude, it sounded so good on stage. <laughs> but all those people, uh, it sounded so good on stage. People don't realize there's like, two shows going on when oh, you're in a band. There's the show man. that the fans are watching, yeah. and then there's a the show that you were in. Sometimes the show, more often than not when I was in a band, the show on the stage sucked. Oh, dude. I've Even spent if it my was life slugging it out in clubs. Yeah. And to be on a stage where everything sounded killer every night. And it worked. Always. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, no one vomited into my monitor. It was exciting, man. <laughs> okay. Seriously, like how, how often does that happen? Is that, that a did, no- normal occurrence? When we mean? first started out back in Western Maryland, um, you know, we would do gigs, Pittsburgh, D.C., Baltimore, where, yeah. but there were a lot of smaller markets where you'd go play three and four sets a night and they didn't have a PA. You brought all that with you. That was just the way it was. So there we were all, you know, right out of high school and we got Mark's parents co-signed on a alone and we bought this massive PA and light system that we drug around all these small markets. And when I say small markets, I mean, on the East Coast, a small market's 70,000 people. It's right. not It's not like out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it happened. People would be rocking out and dump a whole beer into the horn of my wedge. And I'm like, man, that just uh, set me back 80 bucks. Uh, or we had, you know, there was, you know, people rocking out that puked on our gear and you just I remember going to commercial sound and music in Frostburg uh, please tell me you were doing an Andrew WK cover you You know I remember uh, Jamie Keg the tech up there awesome guy and we we go into commercial sound I'm like Jamie man you know I, I think this this wedge is blown can you maybe, you know, just help us out? Oh, yeah, dude, I got some stuff I can sell you that you will build this thing together. Take it in the back. And he flipped it over. And I'm going to say 10 ounces of beer ran out of <laughs> You know, which, you know, <laughs> she, she, just, just, gl- 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 and he was like, well, that's probably part of the problem. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. You know, I, yeah, like, I had no idea that at some point during our show, someone Jeez. had just been rocking Fill out her and filled her right up. Wow. Wow. So, yeah, that has happened. <laughs> yeah, no, that has happened. Wow. That and Stranger Things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Dude. we're going to. 
Strange, wow. strange things. I don't know if you want to share it. Um, if you don't, that's totally fine. But I would love for you to share the story of you and um, the front man of Five Finger Death Punch, Ivan, and what he did for your band. Oh, yeah, man. I'll totally. I think, you know, we all look at Five Finger Death Punch as being this, like, aggro I'm going to punch you in the They're face really type nice of a guys. band. They're really, I mean. And Ivan's got some, there's been some stories over the years of him not, that don't paint him in the best light. And and I think that that's just like, you know, it's nice to hear perspective from someone who's actually had a connection with him. My uh, my experience with Ivan was killer. He was a sweetheart of a guy. Um, was interested in, I mean, and these guys are, they're working, they're doing a thing. It's one of those things like, you know, they're, they're dealing with radio interviews and everything else on top of touring and a lot of demands are put on these cats. And so anyone that takes the time to actually get to know their support artist, hey man, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. And just a couple shows in, Ivan was, was hanging out with us and kind of interested in the band. You know, we'd be playing our set and he could be on his bus relaxing and probably should have been. And he'd be at the side of the stage watching the show. Wow. You know, within a couple shows, several of those cats were doing that. And that was cool. That meant a lot. So anyway, we were out one night. Ivan invited us out for drinks, which was cool. And then, of course, he's picking everything up. And I'm like, well, brother, let me buy you a shot. He's like, dude, look, you know. Come on. And I'm like, oh, you know, he had seen me, I think, three dates into the tour, sitting Indian style on the sidewalk, putting peanut butter on a slice of bread using coffee stirs. Because <laughs> that's the reality of, you know what I mean? Everyone's like, you're on tour with Five Finger Death Punch. I'm like, life. yeah, dude. You know, we, we had seven guys. We have an RV, but to save gas, we all went in a conversion van. So we had seven people sleeping in a pile in a Chevy conversion van. Oh, it's, man. You know, what, wow. what you see on MTV and VHA, that's not. The, I wish someone would make an accurate mu- music movie because that's not the. Well, we got together in Johnny's garage and suddenly we were at the stadium. That's right. not. <laughs> we got the, private jets taking you us everywhere. Left out a lot, and then our <laughs> but, singer leaves and Mark Wahlberg no, takes over. Oh, dude, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right, right. So, um, anyway, we were we were all chatting and having drinks and just BSing about rock and roll and we were talking about cover songs, you know, because we do that ACDC cover and at the time we we're telling them we were planning on probably including that on an album and we were discussing the logistics of that because Bad Company had been such a big hit for them and the guy's really cool really personable and in treating us like gold and actually interested in our band i mean come on man yeah you know no ego no bs i think the world of ivan man so we're sitting there and finally it gets into well where are you guys crashing tonight i'm like oh we're at the hotel adjacent to blah 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 and you know i was like yeah tonight's my night on the floor and he kind of laughed he's like well what do you mean it's your night on the floor i'm like oh dude you know when we do get hotel rooms we can't afford more than one room so we just get one room with two double beds and then we rotate shifts and i'm like you know everyone gets different nights on the beds and guys get nights on the floor. And I'm like, I don't put myself above my merch crew. I mean, we had three guys out there helping us sell merch, basically. Wow. And that's our bread and butter. That's our lifeline. That is how we're paying for all of this. Right. So to me, those people are more important than me. You know, I, I'm up they there singing, but they're yeah. the ones out there hustling this stuff. They're the so, first line of defense for dude, the fans. Yeah, so there's no hierarchy. There's no, uh, my, uh, our whole band, Window Pane's not like that. There's not a lot of ego in, in, in our band. <laughs> probably more the opposite but anyway i was explaining that you know we rotate shifts through the bed because that's that's fair and so a couple guys get beds and i was like tonight's mine out on the floor he's like you're telling me you're sleeping on the floor and i was like well yeah man me and <laughs> two other guys at least <laughs> yeah and he went no that's not happening i'm gonna get you guys sweets and i went dude what, what? And he was like, oh, I'm getting you guys sweets. He's like, that's, that's, that's not happening. You can't be sleeping on the floor. You're playing a huge show tomorrow, dude. You got to get a shower and sleep in a comfortable bed. I'm like, brother, you don't have to do that. You don't. He's like, hey, man, don't thank me. I don't want you to thank me. He's like, here's the deal. When we were out with Corn, uh, uh, when we were coming up and we were nobodies, Jonathan Davis was really good to me. And he's like, here's what you do if you want to thank me because I don't want to hear thank you out of you. You pay it forward. 
When totally. you get there, you do it for someone else, and that's how you thank me. Now, you want another drink? And I was just like, damn, dude. Okay, because there was no arguing with him. He's like, I'll take this a double. Happened. Yeah, take a double. Point, yeah. yeah and, 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 and can and I rent you porn? Get, you didn't get one. I think he bought three or four sweets. Wow. So everyone in my crew that night had a shower and had a bed oh, and had man that's so cool and he did that right? you know and I think even his tour manager was like what and then I was just like hey man we're doing this period so that was my that's awesome that was one experience on that tour with Ivan Ivan was killer man I mean he he came he hung out with us he spent he'd climb off his bus and we'd all be laying around on the ramp of our trailer and he'd smile and throw a big wave and roll over to see how we were doing I mean. That's really cool. Because that had he never come within 30 yeah. feet of us, I'd have gotten that. The guy's the headlining right. act. He's working his nuts off. When he's not on stage, he's talking to magazines. He's talking to radios. I mean... He needs some downtime, you'd think. Dude, yeah. Uh, yeah. probably cherishes any bit of downtime he could possibly get. He took the time to hang out with us and treat us like brothers. I got nothing but good things to say about him and the utmost respect for it's him. It's an unbelievable man. story, man. Really cool guy. That's yeah. super awesome. Yeah, man. That that's my story. That, I love that story. I remember you sharing it one time. We were, I think, uh, just hanging out, and, I, and you were sharing that with me. And I was just like, "Wow, yeah." I'm glad that we. I'm glad we shared it because I think that's something that I think that people can walk away from that. It's 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 about how you treat the people that are quote unquote below you. Well, and that and, cat came and, from and, nowhere too. It was right. part of. I mean, he talked about being in in a van with you know one of those vans with all the rows of bench seats, and everyone mm-hmm. just leaned on each other to oh, sleep. And yep. I think the project he was in the time they wore body makeup and stuff. So you got all these guys glazed oh. and sweating this crap. It, and he's like, dude, I've been there. I get where you are. Anything I can do. Man. The glamorous behind yeah. the scenes. Everybody rock comes. Star from, everybody comes from somewhere, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's rare that you go from zero to. You know, not everyone has the kind of opportunities that, say, Kelly Osborne has. And I don't hate on her for having those opportunities, sure. but she got to say, hey, I want to do music. And her parents went, we can facilitate that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't I don't hate on her for that, but not many people have those kinds of opportunities. Lots of these artists that everyone looks up to and worships slept on floors and came from nothing. And it's cool that he remembers that. Absolutely. And, and, and pays it forward. Yeah, man. Yeah. So cool. And if I ever get the chance to pay it forward. I will. As of now, it's like, dude, I can go Hazzy's on a Coors Light with you. I mean, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check out our next voicemail, Rev. Hey, guys. All the douches. Love y'all. Love the cast. Really missed last week's cast. I really could have used it. Uh, anyway, um, I just <laughs> this is a... Uh, uh, damn, I can't even speak. Uh, this is Hocknado. Oh, hey, Hocknado. Um over the last couple of days, I have lost everything, got foreclosed on my house, yada, yada, mm-hmm. thanks to a girlfriend that hid everything from me. Anyway, yes. um, I could use a really good positive podcast, man. That would be awesome of all you guys. Uh, anyway, got some more gifts for you guys. So uh, anyway, uh, if this is too deep for you, man, I don't want to be a downer on the show, so you don't have to play it if you don't want to, but anyway, love the show. You guys keep me bright and alive, and I could really use uh, some... Spirit. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Upskirt. I'll uh, is, is... talk at you later. I'll tweet at you, man. Love all the douches. Uh, Mama Hawk Nato says hi. Bye bye. Is he? A, is he? Does he live in Seattle? Do you guys? Know uh, he lives he's in near P- Puyallup. Yeah, he's in the Puyallup because he lives right by me. Okay. Hey, yeah. hey man. Right. Um, we're doing the the Croc August nineteenth is kind of a warm up for Pain in the Grass. Uh, I'll guest list you and a friend. No questions asked. All right, and yeah. uh, then July thirtieth too, we're doing a big uh, rock out ALS benefit. It's uh, up north in Woodenville, but if you want to come to that, I'll get you into that too, man. Um, I'll happily do that. No questions asked. Wow, that's really cool of you, man. Uh, nice. You know, that's about all. Other than that, I hope that some of the crazy sh- stuff that came out of my Ooh, mouth. Nice catch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say shift, but I didn't want to freak you out. Um, <laughs> I hope you had a giggle, man. I tell you what, uh, 
I'll email you the B pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, if Dwayne, you could just shoot me an email and I'll, I'll yeah. connect it with uh, Glenn yeah. and all that kind of stuff. The so. Stay up, brother. I'm, I hate to hear stuff like yeah. that, man. He's a good but, dude, uh, too. Real good guy. You know, I, yeah. I, I can offer you that, dude. Uh, happy happy to offer you that. It ain't much. But I hate window pane. Well, but now you can see hatred for free. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do need those upskirt videos, I can send you a link. Okay. I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> Girlsongoats.org.net forward slash HTTP. Find that on Angel Fire's website. Yeah. <laughs> squirtle, squirtle. Squirtle, squirtle. Uh, yeah, doing. I, we appreciate that we can help cheer you up and you know we love you and your mom as well absolutely and um yeah I, I, you know sometimes you gotta i would hope that you know through all the crap that you're dealing with that your attitude your positive positivity will help you build your way back up to where you need to be to be happy uh all right let's check out our next voicemail hey guys i heard you wanted to hear vents so i've got one um i hate it when i meet people who can't type like on a computer like people who like hunt and peck with their index fingers, like mm-hmm. one letter at a time. I just, I don't understand. It's 2016. <laughs> um, unless you're like 80 or like under the age of 10, I don't know how you can't type with your other fingers. God gave you 10 mm-hmm. fingers. You use all 10 of them to type your email or type your stupid Facebook post. But like, I don't understand. And you, if you have someone in your office who does this, you can hear it. It's like, poke. That's me. <laughs> and it's That's so me. weird. I, I don't understand. Like, I was lucky. I took a typing class in high school, so I maybe I'm like a bad judge. Oh, but everyone's on me with these people in the wild, and it's like, how do you live your life right now? How do you I mean, go on the by. internet right now? Steve's cutting anyway, himself. Anyway, it's crazy. Right it's annoying. I can't believe it still happened. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm able to eat. I'm able to survive. I pay my bills. I mean, what do you want from me? It's called homeroom. Home uh, well, home see, there's, there's another level to this that I want to share with you because I did not take typing class in high school. I should have. I should have done a lot of things when I was young, but the problem was I was young, which made me stupid. Yep. Um, You're putting your guitars onto that guitar oh, front. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. That's your fingers, right. I mean. You know, I'll or just your guitars. daydream and life will work out <laughs> fine, fine, fine. But... Uh, when I first started one of my first gigs in retail, I could not type, and this was bad, and I was one of those hunt and peck. But I learn fast, and I try to develop fast because I don't like to be in anyone's way, if at all possible, and I'm remarkably insecure, so I had to do something about the fact that I was... Now I'm what I call sort of a high-speed T-Rex. If you were to watch it, you would probably vomit a little bit in your own mouth. I type like lightning, but my hands cross over each other. Uh huh. Um, oh, I'm playing a keyboard. Oh, at that point. dude, I hit the space bar with so much aggression. You know, it's like oh yeah. But it's all if you watch my hands, like you might get dizzy, you might have nightmares, night sweats, night terrors. Um, those who start at the point and peck get fast at the point and peck, and we become T Rex and T Rex was a very dangerous predator can't make a bed but very dangerous predator so push up. i'm just gonna throw that out there uh as a means of apology for once being that which you loathe and now becoming something a hybrid yeah you have a whirlwind of typing terror dude you know? i remember when i was trying to get i remember when i was doing all the temp agency stuff and one of the things at the temp agency when i first moved out to seattle is that you had to like your job interview basically was like this like computer skills test mm-hmm. and it was to see how fast you type blah 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 all this crazy stuff so i remember i go through one of my there was like molly brown temps or one of those places where i was working and they're like well here's i mean the good news is that you have a hundred percent accuracy on your typing 
The bad news is you're the slowest typer we've ever he experienced. He types a uh, word a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like, so we can't. And that word was only. Like, right. Click. So here's the job we have for you. You're going to make photocopies for eight hours a day at this place called Night Ritter. I'm like, oh, there's my skill. I can hit one button. Did you put testicles on the copier at I any point didn't. in time? I didn't, oh. I didn't T-cannon it. <laughs> you know the, 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 the ultimate hunt and pecker is our boss, Dave. And it's in, you're talking, Glenn, you're talking about Aggressive. being loud and aggressive yeah yeah hair club is once i walk out of the my studio which is soundproof you can just hear it just clack 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 and clack, clack 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 and, and, clack. The, and the intensity and the loudness of his hunting pecking it, 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 it elevates if he's not happy with what he's writing. Like when he hate hunting pecks, <laughs> yeah, it's, dude. it's like you can hear it. You can hear it on the. You can hear it on the fifteenth floor. It's not just a willow joke anymore, dude. It's funny. There are wow. times where he's hate pecking, and I'm like, oh, oh, I wonder if I'm going to be on this thread. Yeah, yeah. I hope that's not being sent to me. Right, and then and I'm like. Oh man! And luckily, it's never about me. But like, I'm part of the chain, and I'm like, oh, I know what he was typing now. It's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. He went through three keyboards typing that message. Anyone else think it's just hilarious that like we have uh, Hawknado Dwayne who leaves us a message, and he's like heartfelt, and he's dealing with some serious stuff, like stuff worth venting about, right? And then you get her. And she's calling in to vent about. That's that's cool, Mama. Express yourself. If that's how it. you feel. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's like, okay, in the grand scheme of things, which one's going through more well, and stuff? Well, I'm guessing she works in an office environment. And if, if you guys all seen the movie Office Space or oh, yeah. listeners, yeah. I love seen, that movie. The corporate accounts payable. Nina speaking. Just a moment. Oh. Corporate accounts payable. Uh, yeah. Just a moment. Yeah. And I've worked in cubicle farms, and it's one of those things where, yeah, it's a first world problem, but after a while, you're developing a nervous tick. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's pain is is personal to them, and I have the utmost respect. Honey, I, I'm not going to take a typing class, but I won't type near you. <laughs> or if promise. I do, I'll do it quietly. Yeah, I'll do it on my mobile, which just sounds like birds hitting glass on a wet day. Those are the love pecks. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check out our next voicemail. Fellas, what's up? The Jester. So, uh, just listened to the podcast this Tuesday. Um, last Friday night was my bachelor party. We're getting close to the wedding now, nice. so getting pretty damn excited. But for people that know me, I'm a pretty small dude, maybe soaking wet 155 pounds. We went out for my bachelor party, and uh, the final tally, from what I've been told, was 12 shots and six beers. Nine of them Attaboy. were fireball. Oh. I had to go to work the next day. Ooh. I was not happy about what? that. And my body let me know. <laughs> I have never been through anything like that in my life. Should have scheduled the Just makes me wonder, what are we getting together? Because I think I'm ready to do it again. Oh, jeez. I <laughs> uh, can't wait to see you guys. Hope everything's going good. Like, adios. Pumpkin yeah. butt. Oh, brother. Yeah, hey, now. Respect for going in. I've, done, I've gone to work with the shakes before. But your um, bachelor party, you should not work the next yeah, day. Yeah, that's insanity. I mean, I respect it, but that's insanity, man. That's insanity. And I, dude, that's, sadly, I have this crippling defect where I, I always promise myself I can just do a shot. No. Nope. And then I do a shot, and I'm like, boy, that was nice. You know what would be better is another, another shot. Right, yeah. now that I've moved um, up. That's why I had to quit drinking Fireball, because it's so tasty. I'd drink like a fifth. This is a true story. At, at one point, mom, dad, don't listen to this episode. Yeah, just fast forward. <laughs> or if you're listening now, skip. it's time to go do something else. Right, put, put um, it on. Not I pause, just let it play. I came to cognizance. I had been at a house party after a show, and I came, it was like someone turned the dimmer switch from dark to bright, so everything fades into focus, and I was walking down 
Avalon, the street Avalon in West Seattle, and I was reaching mm-hmm. for the door handle on my buddy's car, and I remember feeling irritated because he was doing that thing where every time I reached for it, he would pull away. And then more <laughs> cognizance came upon me, and I realized that his car wasn't even there, and I was walking down the middle of the street. Oh, jeez. Now, I had been at a party. Wow. Far, not super far, but far enough from here. Um, oh. Oh. Okay. And it was interesting, too. The, the sole of my right boot had separated, so each, each it was kind of a step flap. Flap. Step flap. flap. Step flap. I don't know how the, that happened. I should have known I'd lose my soul at some point, but nice. there it was. Not a and, and I remember texting my wife, because I'm like, oh, okay. So I got out of the street, first of all, to the sidewalk. Congratulations. Who knows how long I'd been walking through the streets of West Seattle, right down the pretty line in the middle that's gold, and there's two of them. Um, I texted my wife, and the text read, apparently I'm walking home. I'm sure someone there will give you a ride. Oh, you and, left her. I, 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 dude, I was I don't know what happened. So oh. now I went home and just kind of laid down. And a little while later, Tawny comes home and she walks in. She's like, babe, are we OK? I'm like, yeah. Why would we not be OK? <laughs> she thinks she walked off. right? And she's like, well, I got your text, you know, and I was like. Oh, honey, I wasn't mad. That was a status update. <laughs> when I came to consciousness, I was literally telling you, like, oh, apparently I'm walking home. <laughs> you know? And she was like, oh, I thought you were mad at me. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, what happened? She was like, you were fine. You were totally you. I, I'm not a sloppy drunk, which is bad. But apparently <laughs> I stood up and went, hey, I'll be right back. Just, just dipped out. Split. That's not the Irish exit. That's the Canada exit. And after an hour or two, my wife's like, I don't think he's coming back, you know? So, yeah, but she thought I was furious with her because that text from her end read, you know, well, apparently I'm walking. Uh, yeah, again, no inflection. Yeah, no, no inflection, but no, no it winky was, face. Nothing. I, I regained cognizance in the middle of the street, and it was literally oh. a, well, a, apparently I'm walking home. Wow. Um, Man, that I've was never one of the. I was one of the last times I drank Fireball. Um, I'll still do a shot or two, but I'm very cautious of Fireball because yeah. it's Fireball's dangerous. It tastes so good. So good. It's a it's better so version. It's like it's like Jaeger on steroids. Oh yeah, it's you're like I'll just get a fifth better. of this instead of drinking beer. Well, the problem there is that a beer and a fifth of Fireball do two remarkably different things to you. Yeah, One absolutely. makes you walk yeah. them random streets, thinking <laughs> that your buddy's pulling away from you. Oh and I know God. me too. When I get super super hammered, like uh, one time years ago, I was found under a table in the kitchen. Of the rock sport over in West Seattle. Oh, wow. Everyone was like, where's, where's Glenn? It was this big show, and they found me in the kitchen. Hanging out. Just chilling. Like, well, I needed shelter, you know. Um, <laughs> but I do this thing. If I get to a certain point, that switch inside of me goes off and says, lay down now. Yeah. And if I'm across town and I can't easily lay down now, apparently I'll just, you will then walk to where you can lay down now. <laughs> wow. And your Dude. cat's at home and wants you to be there. Like, I'm coming, kitty. You know? And I remember one of the worst <laughs> things. That, I remember one time I was, I, I, it's in Pioneer Square. I don't think it, it doesn't exist anymore. It was a, a bar called like the, the Backdoor Lounge or something along those lines, right? And um, my buddy Isaac was the bartender there. And so, of course, we'd all go there and just get annihilated. Yeah, yeah. like, bartender drink, drink. friend equals dangerous. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those kind of things where I get too wasted. I'm like, I need to lie down or I'm going to pass out standing up. Well, I chose to lie down in the stall of a, the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. That cold porcelain on your face is wonderful. And, and this is feel good. And yeah. this is all <laughs> from the next day stories that I don't remember, but apparently I also locked that stall. So... <laughs> 
they had to have the security guy and my buddy Isaac oh. had to like kind of like reach under and it was drag like, you out. I was in the handicap stall, of course. <laughs> oh, of well, course. The big stall. It's you got want room. room. Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm going to totally. lie down, but you know, it's a little bit more difficult to get him out other than either you have he to climb. He just needed those railings to hold on to just mm-hmm. to get in there, man. That happened recently. Spinning. Remember I told that story where I got kicked out of a party I was hosting because I got so wasted. I was projectile vomiting in the bathroom and I ripped the handicap things off. I had like mutant <laughs> strength and I walked out Hulk of the bathroom smash. like, hey, hey, look what I found. It's time for him to leave. Yeah. They're like, hey, you're getting kicked out. And I'm like, hey, I deserve to be. <laughs> well, anyways, so I'm masked out and apparently they had to like kind of like get under and just reach for my feet and they had to just pull me out. Wow. Oh, man. Just, right. You don't oh. want to be no. the floor mop to a bathroom Negative. and a bar where everyone's wasted. Oh. My buddy Isaac drives me home. This is when I lived in Queen Anne. Apparently, I'm like hanging over the outside of his, his car, just hurling. And they're like, the next day, he's telling me all this. I'm like, well, what do I owe you to detail your car, man? I'm not the first or the last time I've told somebody that. And he's like, no, nah, man, it's all good. You wiped it down and tried your best to clean it with your shirt. So... <laughs> Wow. Apparently, as he drove off, I'm shirtless holding my shirt. Right on. I wish there were wow. cell phone cameras back in those no, days. No, you glad. don't. No, you don't. Oh, I mean, that would be my profile picture to this day. Me holding the my own shirt. in one hand, a shirt in the other, yeah, you know. I got this. Pupils fully dilated. Just, yeah, yeah. See, I've I've been the rescuer. Like uh, yeah. I had to rescue friends from bathrooms and stuff like that, but fortunately I haven't been that bad. Well, one birthday, but I just puked out the the side of. Uh, yeah, I never p- see you like lose your mind drunk. No, because I've the- walked in on you doing acid. That yes. was awesome. Yes, I like, and I'm okay <laughs> with that. Like, like that was awesome. Psychedelics are great, but I like beer. Beer affects the stomach, and then I get too hammered, and then I'm losing the fifty fifty, and I don't need that in my life. Yeah, I just yes. don't need that in my I, life. I didn't think about that part of your world. Yeah, because no. you could lose the fifty fifty stone cold soul. Yeah, I don't need beer to help me or alcohol to help me with that. So most of the time, I don't. Uh, I don't drink. <laughs> That's, uh, you feel better for it. Yeah, yeah. I do want to give a shout out to George from Arizona. He sent us an email uh, saying today is Tuesday and it's my Friday. Well, it's your actually it's your Tuesday, but okay, I'll let it slide. Uh, <laughs> keep up, pet peeve there. It is, it's He's my- having a hallucinogenic experience right now. It is in fact <laughs> his Friday. <laughs> Unless you listen to this on Friday. Uh, keep up the great work you guys are doing. Uh, again, George from Arizona, so that's pretty awesome. Nice. And do we have any more voicemails? Uh, one more. All right. Hi, guys. It's Mama Hocknado. Just called to let you know I'm thinking about you. Hi. And um, I haven't been feeling too good this week, so I haven't been on the computer or anything. But as soon as I feel a little bit more better and on the computer again, I will contact you again. Just uh, remember me in your prayers. Thank you. God bless. Mama Hognado. Oh, man. Yeah. She sounds like she's starting to cry. That's Hognado's mom. So well, what's, what's going on there? She's got some health issues. Uh, she's battling, I think, some forms of uh, cancer, if I remember correctly, when yeah. we talked oh, to her. Dude, wow. Uh, and she got turned on to our podcast from her son and finds great joy in our stupidity, no. uh, which is understandable. I mean, we try. Not, nice to meet you, sweetheart. <laughs> I'll uh, definitely keep you in my prayers, babe. Before we get out of here, why don't we give uh, Mama a, a quick call? We like to call her from yeah, time to time cool. because she says that our calls make her day Let's better. Let's do that. And, I enjoy hearing from her because she's, she's, 
Whoa, sorry about that. She's got some fun stories. She shared a story one time about her son is who introduced her to the world of marijuana, which was nice. awesome. Yeah. So that makes sense why, you know, Mama Hawkneyo enjoys our show. She probably gets all baked and listens to yeah. our stupidity. <laughs> it's bong rip Tuesdays. There we go. Let's see if I actually dealt that. I think you might have pulled it off, Rev. I'm proud of you. Did you hear him peck at the phone keys, though, as he, he did. did that? He hate pecked it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope she answers. Hello? Mama! Hi. How you doing? Oh, I'm all right. I haven't been feeling too good lately, but I'm getting better. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that you're getting better. This is uh, we, I got Rev here as well, and uh, yeah. we got we got our our newest member of the Migs cast, uh, our buddy Glenn. He's here too. Hi, Mama. Oh, hi. How you doing? I'm doing good. Staying positive. <laughs> That's a way to be. Yeah. Um. Well, Mama, we got you on the line. We wanted to just check up on you and send you our love because you, we just heard your voicemail and you said you weren't doing too well. And I just, we need to hear your voice. We need to say hi to you, tell you that we love you and we're thinking and praying for you. Yeah, and you'll be in our prayers, sweetheart, for sure. Thanks. <laughs> All right, one thing I, I did want to ask you because we didn't have a chance to play the voicemail. I forgot to load it. But you, you are on Twitter now and you had a, a little bit of a dilemma because of Twitter. Well, yeah, I... I... I want to know who's real and who isn't. And why is that? Well, because I was getting tweets. Well, what do you mean by real, though? Are you, you think com- like uh, telemarketers or computers are, are, are tweeting you or, mm. or fake profiles kind of thing? Well, I got a tweet and it was a naked lady. <laughs> <laughs> what? Unreal. It might be real. And, uh, <laughs> So, you know, what I, I just didn't know who's real and who isn't, you know. I don't want no tweets from naked women. <laughs> yeah, send them to Glenn and I and Rev. <laughs> yeah, there's a good chance it's like one of those fake ones where they got like these fake accounts that are just trying to get you to like click on like these websites that have porn. Then they, then they try and sell you sunglasses or something. Yeah. yeah. And then say their uh-huh. friend in Nigeria has a bunch of money for you. Yeah, if you can get them over here to the States. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. So I'd ignore those. Yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens. Just ignore those. It, it happens to all of us. My, my poor wife has gotten some. She'll show me, and it's just a photo of a you tremendous know, penis. And I'm like, well, that's great, huh? When, um, <laughs> Unreal when expectations. When me, it comes in my mail. How does that happen? Oh, it might be in your options that you get an alert on your email that you got a tweet. Yeah, yeah you can. T- yeah, I think you can turn that off. Yeah, if you talk to uh, if you talk to your son Hawk Nado and uh, have him turn off those notifications, he can help you out with that. I oh, bet. Oh, okay. Because I didn't know why it was coming in my mail. Yeah, I think you you can slow that down. Uh, get it so it just goes directly to your to your Twitter and not to your email. And for those that don't know, Mama's on Twitter and it's uh, M Hawk NATO M H A W K N A D O on Twitter. So please, all of those that are listening, all the Titanic douches, follow her on Twitter. Tell her that you love her. No naked pictures of women. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mama. Another thing, though, that I'm I looking would at your like photo, to sweetie. say is um, if you have a meeting with the, the douches, I want to be there. Oh, absolutely. And Duane said, yeah, uh, Hognado said, uh, he would get me there. If I wanted to be there, he would get me there. Nice. nice. And that way I can see all of you. 
Well, I think we're going to plan on doing something. I, I, I've got to get out of town for this weekend. I've got a radio thing in Minnesota that we're, BJ and I are going to. But uh, after I get back, Rev and I are going to sit down. And Glenn, hopefully you can make it as well. Uh, in the near future, we're going to do something at that pizza place that the Rev's going nuts about in Tacoma yeah, called Delia's. De- yeah, Delia's Oakland, uh, Oakland Lounge. Uh, mm. Great pizza. I'm in. Yeah. And so uh. like some, some Saturday afternoon, we're going to try and make it happen. So once we get it. We'll make sure that we have a, a few weeks of advance notice to let everybody know, and we'll have a big celebration, and you better be there. It's going to be all about – it'll be a big <laughs> celebration for Mama Hawk NATO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. And we'll get a bunch of naked, fake people to show up as well. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my life is filled with naked, fake people. <laughs> well, I'm not kidding. You should have seen that. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I've seen it. like about a 400-pound woman. Oh, made. nice. All right. I haven't seen those. Oh, Fantastic. Gosh, All you need is a can awful. of steak, baked beans and a mm. stick of butter. Ew. Party time. <laughs> and it was like, uh, hi, sweetie. Just wanted to tweet. Have a happy day. What if it actually is a real person? Yeah, you, you could be <laughs> hurting someone's feelings right now. <laughs> well, excuse me. But... <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spirit. Excuse me. I was having a happy day. Next time, put something on and we'll try this again. <laughs> yes, do over. Oh, gosh. All right, Mama. Well, we got to get running, but I just want to tell you that we love you and we'll be praying for you. Good to meet you, sweetheart. Well, thank you very much, and I want you to know that I pray for you and all my followers every day, nice. morning and night, before I go to bed and before I get up in the morning. That's awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. I, Thank you. I, 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 that's a habit I do all the time. I, that's one thing I like to do, and nobody can take that from you. That's <laughs> right. No. That's right. Well, that's, that's just, I like that. I, that's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> well, you rock, Mama Hognado, and we will uh, be talking to you soon, and hopefully we'll be seeing you sometime in the very near future at that okay. big pizza party. Okay. All right, take care. Take love care. you guys. Take love care, you. Bye-bye. Love you. She's awesome. She is so That's cool. That's really man. awesome. Well, this has been a fun first episode. So she got... A big Fat woman. lady spammed. I know when you say like, like a naked lady. That's like, not what I pictured. I no. pictured like a porn star, like someone who yeah. stole like a hot naked girl off of the internet. Well, that, it's a, usually a gorgeous girl, and then what I do because you get that friend request, and uh-huh. then you go look at the page. You're like, oh, she only has three photos and no content. Right. No, thank yeah, you. I figured bot. it was something like that. Like yeah. on Facebook, I'm like, oh, look at this hot girl. I'm like, oh, sweet, hot girl wants to be my friend. And then I look, I'm like, oh, we have no mutual friends. Wah, she lives wah. in like, like Brazil. And there's only four pictures. There's four pictures yeah. and like no content. <laughs> Not, or my favorite though are the ones where it's the same thing. We have one mutual friend, and that's when I realized which one of my friends is perverted because they actually <laughs> accepted that. Also, or friends stu- with Glenn Cannon, right? They're either perverted or stupid. I had a friend from Glenn, college. I didn't know you knew twist oh yeah man we talk all the time <laughs> I have a buddy from college when he came back in the MySpace days. He was bragging he's like, dude. Man, ever since I got the new hair, because he got hair done, and he's like, all these hot girls want to be friends with me, man. What do you mean by hair done? (laughs) Did he see a stylist, or did he he have hair bolted onto his- He got hair bolted on. Oh, cool. Yeah. But Good he, for you, brother. He thought that was the reason why all these fake hot models wanted to be his friend. I'm like, bro, these, these girls- you to spoil the dream? Well, I tried well, to. you gotta kill hope, brother? So I'm like, bro, you realize those are uh, just like fake things. He goes, no, no. You realize no. that's my buddy Glenn, right? <laughs> I just thought he's like, no. 
They're real, man. Look. And he's showing. I'm like, yeah, okay, oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Why don't you set up a meeting with one of them then? And then like six months later, he runs into him. He's got this gorgeous girl with him. Like, Metal MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, dude. Wow. Son of a bitch. I've been declining all those <laughs> yeah. girls. I thought they were trying to sell me sunglasses. Well, they are trying to sell you sunglasses, bro. <laughs> and her friend from Nigeria helped get me money. So now I'm independently wealthy. Yeah, loaded. Son of a bitch. I didn't yeah. believe any of that crap. It was crap. the one guy that thread the needle. Wouldn't that be funny if there was, if I was like a rich person from Nigeria, I would do that. Like, <laughs> trolling, just, trolling, just trolling. keep sending them out to random people saying, I have a million dollars. Wait for someone to nibble. And the first person who does it, go, all right, I'm sending you the money and actually send them the money. Oh, man. Just to mess with everyone else's There was heads. A, a website out there, and it was like 419 Eater, the 318 Eater or something. I forget that, but it was something like that. And this cat's deal was he would reply to the spammers, but then he would have crazy requests. Like, oh, yeah. You ever seen that? It's brilliant. Like, there was one he did, it was a series of them where he'd say, yes, I will send you the thousand bucks right away we are from the first church of fish bread and wine so what we need from you is a photo of you with a loaf of bread on top of your head holding a glass of wine and a fish as soon as we receive that we can add it to our collection for the church and we'll send you the money right away and then he would post all the photos of these cats overseas with a loaf of bread on their head holding a raw fish and a glass it was incredible man I can't, wow. I can't remember the name of the website brilliant like 418 eater or 319 eater but that was his thing is he would scam the scammers and it was really entertaining so there's that and have some fish bread and wine <laughs> alright let's get out of here thank you Glenn thank you guys yeah. very much thank cheers you. Yes. awesome to be here I, I, thank you Kevin and Orson for listening and being uh, Titanic douches Rev as always it's great to see you great oh, to chat uh, much love to everybody for listening we'll be back next week there's a chance we might be uh, talking to Jim Brewer on Ooh, the podcast cool. which will be awesome he's got a great new record uh, that's rock based and it's awesome and he's just a badass dude in general uh, again huge love to the boys over at the Jobbing Out podcast you can find them on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show send them some love tell them that the Migs cast sent you uh, follow them show them love much love to AJ to Glenn and to Aaron those guys are awesome and maybe we'll just start doing that as well if they're going to show us love at the end of their podcast it's only fair that we do it as well nice alright and also don't forget windowpane windowpane.net we love you. Buy their record. It's awesome. I swear Thanks, by brother. it. I listen to it all the time. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Stay positive. We gotta stay positive. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.